he went and did a silly thing. Well, I'll tell you what he did. He ordered his planes to attack your country. <laughs> and they gave Mr. Ed a voice. <laughs> I am Mr. Ed. I they stuck a carrot up his ass. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fast Day with Films. That now if that's that dark comedy, it. if that's not dark comedy, nothing is. <laughs> it was to him. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Who was the comedian that kept saying that? There was a comedian that was part of his skit. Oh, like, I you talk too if they shoved the character. No, that was from uh, Hot to Trot. That Hot to Trot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hello. Welcome back. You already said hello. Well, I'm saying it again, Hello. man. I'm getting a, that's my get us back on track move. <laughs> you could just say, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Uh, how's everyone this last week? Anything interesting happened? I am. I've been on the keto diet one year. One oh, wow. Year. That's awesome, dude. Not a loaf of... Not, a, loaf, a, not a piece of bread. Oof. This not, diet makes me want to cry, man. Not a beer. Not a single sweet. No sugar. No grains, no well, this, starches. This it's like the, the entire list that they of speak out, on, out there. On, on half-baked. Yeah. And Funyuns, man. Yeah. <laughs> the sad thing is huh, you haven't had a salad, though. And I, oh, yeah, I can eat salads. You can eat salads. Yeah. I thought you couldn't eat salads. I can eat greens. You can eat greens. I can eat tomatoes. Can. But I can eat cucumbers. Can I can eat, eat onions. I can't eat, like, I can't eat carrots. I can't eat potatoes. Mm. Uh, I miss carrots. How much weight have you lost? Almost 70 pounds. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a difficult diet. A lot of That's people awesome. aren't disciplined enough to pull it off. Hell no. Most people you, drop it, off. It's the it. most disciplined yeah. that I've ever been at anything. Yeah. I mean, to not have a piece. I love bread. Bread yeah. is one of my favorite <laughs> things. I eat bread three times but a even day. Even more disciplined, I guess, is being a vegetarian because then you just drop everything. Yeah, oh <laughs> well, you couldn't be on this diet and be a vegetarian. Yeah, yeah well, that's what I'm saying. Was, aren't you also going like American Psycho and doing like a thousand crunches a day? I stopped doing crunches and when I started walking a mile or two a day. Oh, there you go. All right. So not so psycho. <laughs> I did a thousand crunches, twelve hundred crunches on Christmas morning. Good God, man! You couldn't even give yourself a holiday. You could have just told me you'd, you gave me that as my Christmas present, and I would have felt accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Justin? Anything interesting happened this week? Uh, you know, this has been a pretty just Mellow. even keeled week, man. Uh, it's been pretty nice. My wife came back yesterday, but before that, I was continuing my Summer of Paul movie series <laughs> at the house, and I actually put them in order of the rankings so I can give you like since it's officially. Over, she's back. I know. I'm, I still watch movies, but I don't watch like three a day. Like I know which one's doing. last, uh, and it shouldn't be. Well, no, <laughs> there's, there's ones that shouldn't, ones that shouldn't. So, just a couple that I watched this last week, and uh, two of them are in my top. No, three of the ones I watched this week are in my top five. Still, Ready Player One and Bohemian Rhapsody are one and two. I think those two are the most perfect movies out there uh, right now that you could uh, check out. These are all new movies? Most, <coughs> most these are, of them? Yeah, both, most of these are very modern movies that I may have missed that I'm going back to watch. Yeah, all of them are within the last, like, three, four years. Something like that. But the uh, number three, four, and five, that Annihilation mm-hmm. with Natalie, Natalie Portman, Portman was yeah. next level great. He's sneaking a list in uh, I know, before right? us. Yeah. I know, I'm, just, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not going into any of these, but well, maybe the, uh, that next the, <laughs> number well, maybe, four maybe is one next you've five. both seen. Uh, number four was the Brawl in Cell ninety nine. Yeah, which yeah. Was, Did you like it? Was phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. I agree with what you said yesterday. The the violence is at a, almost it's, at a comedic level where not a you're laughing at it, but you're the you're violence not did not bother me at all. Out the, the violence was nothing compared to Bone Tomahawk. Bone yeah. Tomahawk was not. They didn't pull any punches. No. That was super realistic. In this one. You could see the application. You could see the like comical like. But I think head. that was kind of the point too. I as think well. so too. Don Johnson was great. 
Yeah, oh, they yeah. Were, they, everyone was graded. It was the best thing Vince Vaughn's ever done in his life. Across, Dude, it was, I mean, and they dragged his face across concrete. Yeah. But awesome. I mean, like they even when make they, a movie about that, yeah. <laughs> it, it was where they don't drag anyone across concrete. You can imagine it being horrible. But when they pulled him over, it was almost laughable. I mean, he's he's wearing a mask, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I had no problem with it. it still made my top three on the list, uh, or four. Uh, number five, that destroyer with Nicole Kidman that I was telling oh, yeah? you about. Oh, it was that <laughs> when she crap, was dude. looked like a junkie, or yeah, she was, she was a no. She's an undercover cop that's Acting trying to infiltrate into a uh, a gang of. Uh, like bank robbers and it just destroys her life and it takes her to the next level it's like jennifer jason lee and mm-hmm. rush if it's like next level but she is crazy you could tell at some point she's got like a death wish because she's like rushing into banks with machine guns herself just to take down other uh like six other people with machine guns and it, it's insane how good she is in it damn i'm uh, glad she's getting into this stuff <clears throat> train spotting 2 was phenomenal Absolutely phenomenal. It was like the it was like a continuation of Train Spotting like One. So much I almost put it on this list here to talk about it, but I'm sure I'll talk about it more in depth later. But it was like you did not leave any uh, thing, and it was Danny Boyle uh, came in. All those guys looked awesome. Yeah, it was like, like the Spud, whole same cast. It was the whole same it? cast. Oh. Spud looked exactly the same. So did you and McGregor. Really, they all looked exactly the same. Begby looked a tad didn't older. Too, it didn't do well, right? Watching, I never uh, heard of no, it. No, it did. It did. Did well? It, uh, critically, it did well. It just was in and out of the theater and pe- didn't get a lot of uh, promotion for it, I don't think. That's well, another one of those where it was like, what, like 15 or 20 years in between yeah. movies, right? Yeah, it was supposed to be 20 years and what was great about the movie is because remember, Trainspotting ended with him screwing those people over. Mm-hmm. So when he came back into town, he gave, remember he gave Spud money in the locker. So mm-hmm. Spud was happy to see him. And then once Sick Boy, Sick Boy and him had this brawl. Didn't in Sick, the, Sick Boy didn't die? No, none of them died. Only just the first the, one? just Tommy, the guy Tom, who had AIDS. Tommy, okay. But Sick Boy, uh, that's a hard scene. That was a hard scene to watch. Yeah, to be it, with, you, with the kittens. And but the, it was most of Trainspotting. I think was pretty com- comedic. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, and people don't realize that people think Trainspotting is this hardcore drug movie which it is it's one of the hardest core drug movies but they temper it with some really funny shit mm-hmm. uh, the Begbie character just to see Robert Kyle get back in that character was insane there's a great quick little scene I'll tell you about where he realizes he's gotta get out of jail and then once he gets out of uh, jail he's gotta get out of the hospital once he gets out of the hospital he's gonna get back to edinburgh and then he finds out that ren came back and he is like screaming at the top of his lungs just because you know how psychotic yeah, he was mm-hmm. he was exactly psychotic but he pulled a chopper move and he's in his uh cell with his cellmate and he's got like a huge like hat pin type of thing like uh, uh and he tells the guy he's like i want you to stab me here stab me here go in a little bit He's like, you sure about this? He says, yes, do it. Mm. And the first stab, you see it go straight <laughs> on the back. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you went too far. Yeah. <laughs> it was really How do you great. judge that if you've never stabbed anybody yeah, before? Well, you just With a hat take, pin. You take your hand and you put it to the point where it needs to stop. Oh, <laughs> That's when people that have stabbed people before would know that. But if you're a train spotting fan, oh, man, check out Train Spotting 2. It was fun. Uh, the other, I saw Incredibles 2 and uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. How, did uh, you like that? I, I liked it. I didn't like it as much as Incredibles 2. Incredibles 2 is like a James Bond Fantastic really? Four movie, and it's just fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't dislike uh, the breaks of the internet. First Man, the Neil Armstrong thing, I actually watched it. I didn't even plan it, but I watched it on that like 50th anniversary. Huh. Uh, it was good. It was super slow, but the scenes were there in like the, uh, the, module. The, the module of the rocket and everything was intense. I can imagine if you were at I, or in the IMAX, it would have been great. But they go into the the 
the mission before them when they burn up mm -hmm. on the launch pad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't usually go into that in films I've seen before. So it was really great to see them do that. I didn't realize Gus Grissom was one of the guys mm -hmm. in the thing. <laughs> it was crazy. <clears throat> uh, Fighting with My Family, great wrestling movie about mm -hmm. that wrestler page. I thought it was uh, really good. Uh, I Am Mother, that was the Netflix one where uh, it was very Cloverfield Lane. There was one girl in a facility being raised by a robot and then Hillary Swank showed up and Hillary Swank's kind of like, what do you mean something's going around outside? Is this woman's telling you different things? And it's kind of a cross between Moon and uh, Cloverfield Lane. It was decent. That sounds pretty good. Uh, and the only two, literally, I have a list of 21 movies here, and 19 of them I would recommend to people. There was only two <laughs> of them. Tell us about the two. Well, the two of them I didn't care for. Uh, one of them is Pet Cemetery. I thought Pet Cemetery was unbelievably unnecessary. They, The first hour and 20 minutes was a complete remake of the one we saw, except they just cut every scene like... They cut the heart and the guts out of every scene where you could give a shit about the Zelda character or the Pascal character. They didn't mm -hmm. even... I don't even think they showed uh, Judd's backstory where they hunted down that one guy and him and the town burned him mm -hmm. and killed him. Mm -hmm. None of that was in there. It was like all the characterization of it was completely cut out. John well, Lithgow was good, but he didn't use the Were they going for a different type of angle? I don't know. It was, the reason I thought it was good is when those creepy kids were walking down that path. That was with just the mask. one scene at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Well, then later on, because you know, it was kind of revealed to us from the trailer that the uh, the the kid, the, the little the girl, girl dies, yeah. not the uh, little kid. And it's just strange because before the way they had done it, it was that guy was really upset and just heartbroken, and he buried his daughter in the uh, pet cemetery, and she came back, or yeah. he came back, and then he realized he fucked up and he had to kill him. Yeah. And this one, they turned him into like this crazy villain. Like, I know she's bad, and I don't give a shit. And then the mom comes back. It's not like before, where mm -hmm. the mom's actually in the scene, and he's like, "This is your daughter now. You hug your daughter, and she's living with us. And I don't care if she's evil." And the, the daughter's talking through the whole thing, and I'm like, "This is just strange, man." Huh. It just, <laughs> I like the other. One. One, just way I will better. avoid it. Uh, and then the last one I thought was Venom. I thought it was like a complete piece of garbage. See, uh, I liked it. Oh God, it's so bad, dude. If if I had to list, if I had to say here right now and say what Marvel property should they make into a fucking horror film, and so oh, it's well, badass, I totally agree with that. And they, it should have been Venom. Venom is a, a movie about a superhero that bites the heads off. He's like a cannibal that bites people's heads off and eats their brains and shit. And they made this into the corniest, corniest, laughable thing. There brains. should be nothing funny. <laughs> <laughs> there should be zero funny about a, a Venom flick in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, but I mean, they, was, made it, they made it for PG-13 <clears throat> and they went for, oh, you they, know, the they, teenage audience. Sony like, fucked it up. Well, you could have done that with... If you made it badass, I'm telling you. And I don't mind even a little bit of humor here and there, but they turned it into almost like a Hot Shots type movie. You're like, what the fuck am I watching here? <laughs> and they, they couldn't have picked the worst villain in the world. They picked that uh, that little mousy guy from uh, Nightcrawler who helped him drive the uh, mm -hmm. the taxi and everything. He was the villain. In your, and uh, Jenny uh, Slate was his partner. What? And him and Jenny Slate are the fucking villains. I said, are you crazy? You couldn't get like somebody like hardcore. And it was just... They wasted time. It was like 40 minutes before you even saw him become Venom. I was like, man, this is bad. So, <laughs> I was a fan of the comic, though. So maybe if you're if you're not a fan of the comic and you want to... And you like bad movies, maybe this one's like, for you. Then you should uh, come and hang out with me and we'll go watch a movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that would be the only two I wouldn't recommend. But, yeah, I mean, you could still see them. It's obviously. good for you, though. Yeah, good for you, though. <laughs> but those other movies on there, totally great. But this week... 
This week we're talking about some dark comedies. Yeah? I love... Yes. <laughs> Define dark <laughs> comedies so we know the parameters here. Dark comedies would be anything dealing with, like, murder or tragedy or, like, severe drug use, how they've... Like, train spotting is a great example. Like, I know it's uh, not on my list, but, I, like, if I had picked Clue... No. Clue's not a comedy and it's a bunch of people dark, die. It's not dark, though. It's not, like... It's got to be an equal amount of okay. holy fuck to... Uh, uh, to like laughter, and if I picked Donnie Darko, I'd be too far on the other end. Donnie Darko would <laughs> almost be cl- is closer to Clue t- to a dark comedy, in my opinion, because it was a lot of funny stuff in Donnie Darko, and Donnie Darko was pretty fucked up. Or the Roses, <laughs> I'm, or I'm the Roses is a perfect example. I'm beginning to to think you don't have heart in Sparkle Motion. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's some funny shit. Or like when Patrick Swayze yeah, uh, turned man. out to be a pedophile, yeah. you wouldn't think that'd be funny, but nope. that's, hilarious. that's hilarious. Donnie Darko <laughs> would totally be on the list, man. Uh, my number one on here really epitomizes everything I think of when I think of a dark comedy, but uh, even back in the day when I was younger and I realized this was a thing, I was like, what? They can they could blend this kind of dark, dramatic stuff or dr- dark horror stuff mm-hmm. with comedy. It's just going to... It's going to be great because there's a lot of stuff that needs to be tempered with comedy to make it kind of palatable for people to watch. Because, like, a classic like, one would be the week, uh, the movie I picked a week or two ago, Scotland, PA. Scotland, PA. Or even, like, American Psycho. American Psycho is a dark comedy. Weekend at Bernie's, dark comedy. They're carrying a dead guy around town. <laughs> I mean, that is funny shit, but it's also pretty dark when you think about it. <laughs> when the girl comes out of the bedroom, oh, it's like, God. But they were horrified. Yeah. And then she yeah. came out and she, like, had just had sex with yeah. them, and you're like, <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> Never been better. Yeah. Well, I, I was telling Justin, I think probably 90% of dark comedies involve death. There's probably 10% that just involve like horrible drug use or like if you if you have a happy homeless movie, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think it would almost have to rely on what kind of how sick and deranged the individual watching it is. Right? Because yeah. <laughs> I thought Saw was hilarious. <laughs> like no one might be. Oh, yeah, They're casting true, the yeah. hell out of it, man. Is it Chris Rock? Is Chris doing Rock. That? He's yeah. the. Uh, he, it's him doing it. I think he's directing. He's definitely producing, but he's also starring as the, the mm-hmm. cop in it. So, <laughs> who knew he was a, a big dollar fifty for a saw blade? Good lord, that's a lot of money. Shit, <laughs> 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 I want to play a game. Five thousand dollars for a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> we need bullet control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once I get that bullet off layaway, you better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested. I will certainly see it when it comes out. So I'm I'm interested. I mean, it's the it's the time period for comedians to do that type of stuff. You think Danny McBride doing the Halloween series and Jordan Peele doing all the stuff he's doing. It's like comedians are stepping up to do horror. You know, it's always been one of those things that's kind of blended really well together. You hearing weird shit too? Yeah. I think I hear... Uh, is that the ice X- cream truck? I, think I will completely <laughs> it's run either, outside. It's either that or it's X-Files. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, it's, it's going I'm pretty on. sure that's what it was, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I thought it was the ice cream truck. I was going to leave you guys here and go get my... Wasn't that the greatest sound in the world as a kid? Oh, yeah. Like, nothing made your heart race better than Christmas morning, your birthday, and then... The X-Files theme. X-Files theme song. <laughs> yeah. And then Ice Cream Truck. Yeah. <laughs> now, I every time I see one now, I'm just kind of creeped out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, 
that guy's that guy's got a he's got three dead kids in the yeah, back of a yeah. freezer and you shouldn't <laughs> think that but unfortunately we do yeah. <laughs> big worm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right justin let's start this uh this there's dark nothing comedy. darker than kids being in the freezer yeah. <laughs> a nice big truck. let's go from there yeah you got something with that no, <laughs> i, I, I kind of wish i did <laughs> one of these days i want you to just make something up man i'm just, telling you and I'm just gonna. hope somebody doesn't like google and everything i was like yeah. this start christopher Walken, are you sure? <laughs> i mean you'd have to go more obscure than that guy yeah Leo like, was in this? No, it was Flo from the Geico commercial, <laughs> yeah, the progressive right? commercials. Exactly. Zomber Leopard Pirate Ice Cream that's, Company. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Arr, Happy want, homeless hookers. Yeah. <laughs> you want strawberry, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got Neapolitan. <laughs> All right. Um, so the first one I'm going with is uh, 2013's Bad Words. Now I I cannot remember. I, I looked up what it was when you sent me your list, what is it? and I bad, totally remember the words. Yeah, with uh, Jason Bateman. I remember and, the trailer. Uh, Catherine Hahn. And there's is a possibility I have seen it, but I definitely remember the trailer, and it looked funny, and I like Jason Bateman. So yeah, yeah tell us a little bit about this. It's is. fun and it's funny. Um, I love Catherine Hahn, as we figured out last episode, right, or two episodes ago. Um, so what's that? Step Brothers. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, that clip I put, I love that. Oh, this is so that funny. That clip I put at the beginning of the art. Um, really great. So Jason Bateman um, basically <laughs> has found a loophole uh, in the bylaws <laughs> really of, of the National Spelling Bee. Um, and so, like, it's basically, he had to, like, drop like out. He can, he can join. His, he can even enter. Though because he, he never, kids, yeah. He, yeah, he never completed, like, eighth grade or something like that. Um, and so, therefore... He's still considered an eighth grader. Yeah. Could he win against those kids anyways? So, so this is one that doesn't deal with murder. No, but no, he no. is fucked up. He yeah. is not a good. He's role fucked up, model. and there's I mean, kind of a asshole. twist at the end that I won't yeah. give away. It, but, um, and I could, I would agree with that. This is uh, somewhat dark. Yeah, we'll put, let's come up with a scale one to ten. This one is, be, ten being the darkest, and one. Yeah. Being I mean, well, no, this a, would be about four. Yeah, four, about a four. Okay, yeah. Yeah. We'll rate each one as we go around. Okay, I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so <laughs> he, it's in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Catherine Hahn is a reporter. Um, and she's doing a story on him about this whole spelling bee and everything. And he's actually kind of using her for legitimacy so that people can't just be like, no, get out of here. So she's like, no, you have to make him do this. Like, I'm a reporter. I'll report you. Da, 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 da. I wish I had a lawyer, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, well, she's going to tell his story as well, you know. Um, beaten by a bunch of kids. Well, no, that's the thing. Is like He was good? He's a fucking genius. Oh, okay. And so, like. That's why I didn't need anything past eighth grade. Yeah, and he lets everyone know that he's, I mean, he is, like, mean to these kids. It's yeah, funny. no, he, I mean, he destroys these kids' self-confidence at any given moment, like. And he <laughs> does that so great, that, like, passive-aggressive, oh, yeah. uh, under-his-breath type Very he much, does. very really much. Great. He's like that in every role in, he's in. In the kingdom, he yeah. went next level. Oh, yeah. Remember, he got his ass beat at the well end. yeah that was a little different role heads that, that was probably the most different but role he was for him. funny through the whole member yeah. the beginning i think 80 percent of the jason bateman roles though you will get jason bateman mm-hmm. you know that oh, yeah, it's yeah. like getting john cusack you get yep. that guy yeah you know what he like but he is capable of more than that so um there's this kid so he makes it to the national spelling bee finals you know and that's where everything kind of really starts to you know develop and so like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he meets this he just went up to a six yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it makes the story better with it in the background I know right I like it. and so he meets this kid <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, the kid, like, wants to be his friend and everything like that. And, like, he kind of gets under his skin and, like, makes his way into his heart, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you come to find out that the purpose of that is so that, like, he can actually manipulate Jason Bateman. Mm -hmm. Um, But he does these things through the competition to fuck with these kids. (laughs) And, like, one, one, he's... He's sitting next to this kid who's super nervous, and he pulls out this pair of panties, and he hands them to him, and he goes, hey, listen, I want you to not worry about the divorce, okay? <laughs> and like, and also, give these back to your mom. She left them in my room last night. and like, Right before he's got to spell? Right yeah. before this kid has to go up and spell a word. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I feel like Adam Sandler could have done this role oh, if, he yeah. had, if he had been chosen to. But, but like David you said. David Spade. David Spade. Yeah. Yes, he would have been really good. He's got that similar humor to Jason. Yeah, Um, (laughs) and like another one, he he's sitting next to this girl, and I think she has white pants on, and he takes a ketchup packet and puts it on the chair, (laughs) and she sits on it, and he's like. Oh my God, congratulations. What a great thing to happen to you. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he like kind of tells her what's just <laughs> happened. And she just freaks and runs off stage. Like, That's and really he just, funny. yeah, he it's just, just does. Sh- yeah, no, he's terrible to these yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't care. Um, and he treats Catherine Hahn just like shit. But like, they have sex like three times just because they're both just like horny and just want to have sex. But like, <laughs> she's constantly going like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. You're looking at me. Don't look at me. Like it's so, It does sound like it went yeah, up to a six dude. even uh, for the uh, the movie. It's definitely dark. Yeah, and like I said, there's a twist at the end that's kind of like, you know, that falls into that kind of like, oh, shit, that's kind of fucked up, you know, but like really fucking funny movie and the premise is hilarious and like... It is pretty genius idea. It's for so one fucking and a, good, In a dude. great kind of avenue for a great comedian to well, fall into. And... and Nobody's really done Spelling Bee. There's been some documentaries Just documentaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fucking funny. <laughs> because who would have thought you could do an interesting yeah. Spelling Bee movie? Yeah. Oh, Jason <laughs> Bateman came along. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> All right. What do you got, Dave? All right. This is a movie we watched a lot as a kid when Dabney Coleman was in his kind of heyday. This is uh, Man with One Red Shoe. You oh. know, I never saw this. All uh, I remember is like Tom it. Hanks it on the escalator. That's all I remember. Yep. Like, that's the very beginning of the movie. That's yep. it. Yeah, when they see him with the one red It's shirt. a great spy caper. Like, uh, what's the uh, It's almost the like the, the missing identity. Mistaken yeah. identity. Mistaken identity, uh-huh. exactly. So, exactly. It's like North by Northwest if yeah. it was done by like a comedy mm-hmm. uh, kind of way. And it was done really, really well. But it was also done well as a spy movie yeah. you know the comedy mm-hmm. didn't drive it it was kind of equal in parts to it I would say this would what would you say on the scale um, five five yeah I would give it a five there was some twisted dark there stuff was some in there. twisted it's dark definitely stuff with uh, when, when uh, okay so I'll give you a yeah, basic give us, give premise, us the... premise so basically the the CIA director and the deputy director are kind of fighting against all each other all famous character actors Dabney Coleman um, played the deputy director and Charles Dunning Durning, Durning yep. played the director, and then the head Tom vampire, the, the yeah. head vampire for uh, Edward Ed, Herman. Ed, oh, Ed, Ed Herman, Herman yeah. plays. He's awesome. Yeah. He, uh, plays Charles Dunning's right hand man. Yeah. So Dabney Coleman engineers a plot to try to get Charles Dunning thrown out so that he can become the new deputy director. But Charles Dunning finds out. Durning, Durning finds out child d charlie d charlie d charlie d <laughs> finds out and so is gonna try to throw dabney coleman off so what he does is he 
he knows his office is bugged, so he says, oh, we got an asset coming in from out, out of the mm-hmm. country that'll help us beat this Senate thing. Boom, set up. So, so they say he's anonymous, so he tells the girl that, that's his, that child works for Charlie D to go to the airport <laughs> and, even gonna try. and pick somebody, mm-hmm. and Tom Hanks just happens to come down the escalator yeah. with one red shoe on because his asshole friend like stole two of his shoes yeah. and <laughs> only packed. Oh, and his friend is uh, James, Belushi. James Belushi. And, and uh, well, Carrie Fisher. Sitting, I was going to say, uh, Princess Leia is Yeah, Ca- Carrie Fisher, really funny. She's, she's having an affair. Great. Yeah, she's having an affair with Tom Hanks. She plays the flute and he plays the violin in the orchestra. But th- my favorite is uh, when jo- uh, James Belushi... Here's him behind the, uh, the ambulance? The, no, it was an ambulance? Yeah, it was an, an ambulance. ice cream truck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, you don't want to do it for the joke. We, we need to just find some ice cream truck music and put it in right oh, here. Jesus. I don't want to have to fuck you up, Smokey. Playing with my money is like playing with my emotions. And done. <laughs> so yeah, he's riding the bike and he hears that they put the speaker on and he hears him having sex in the back of the ambulance and he's like, "Where are you?" And he's like, "But my favorite part is when he kept seeing the dead bodies, remember? And they kept disappearing." Wait, it wasn't a truck. It was the truck of the guys. Oh, surveillance van, them, and, they and they were, were bugging. Recorded a uh, message right. that of them recording Tom Hanks and Gary Fisher having sex in the apartment. That's right. And so he thought James Bulgy thought in they were in the back the, of the truck, the truck. That's having right. sex. Like, so we were way off, but we got. This. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're back. We're back. So basically, it was like the stuff that happened to Tom Noonan was interesting and oh, dark too. But he funny. thought they were he he thought that they had microfilm in his tooth because he went to the dentist. Mm-hmm. But he only went to the dentist because James Belushi gave him some gag peanuts that he broke his tooth on. Oh shit! So he goes there, and they think he's getting his microfilm take out. So they. He gets out before he they gets out get before the CIA doc. But they think dentist, Tom Noonan is is the is guy the they guy. have to do it to. So they just pull <laughs> all of Tom Noonan's teeth out. Yeah, everything. So the rest oh. of the movie, he's got no teeth and he can't really talk. Oh my it's funny god! Though, and he gets normally killed. that would be horrifying. That crew gets killed later on. And mm. remember when James Lucy finds the body and he's like freaking out. Yeah. And then the body's gone. And then he sees it again somewhere else and it's gone. And then finally, this is really a gem he, of the eighties. He goes out of his to... mind. It's it's a sweet movie at the end. Tom Hanks is almost oblivious to the very end of yeah, the movie. Yeah, he has no idea. What's he has going no on. idea uh-huh. what's going. All this crazy stuff is going on around him. Yeah. That's what makes it really funny yeah. when they go into his house and they're like changing his toothpaste out. And he'll see weird stuff like happen. Like I think he doesn't. They, they put something in his toothpaste and he's like blowing bubbles. And yeah, he's they didn't have. To- he's wondering what the hell he, is going well, on. Well, they were doing his. They were doing his house and then he turned around. I think to come back. So yeah. they had to like rush to get it back together. Like they were still in the house when he came yeah. in. Oh shit! Funny stuff, man. It was really good. All right, my next movie. And this was a dark one that we used to watch all the time. Uh, and most of mine are from the '90s. I have one that's. I bet he has all sixes and above. Yeah, I try. But. Seven, eight, nine, and yeah, ten. Yeah, no, mine, mine definitely because there's... He goes dark. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty of dark comedies. You're either going to go more towards... I guess you can go straight more down the line, but you're either going to go more dark, towards yeah. comedy or dark. Yours, <laughs> both uh, your two is definitely more towards comedy. Yeah. This one's pretty close to right. on the level, though, and this is 1995's The Last Supper. Do you remember The Last Supper? Oh, man? yeah, they invited the people over yeah. to dinner. Yeah, yeah. Bill Paxton's scene was man, awful, this man. this was a really insane movie. This I've is a very good one. cast, too. you got Annabelle Geish. You have uh, uh, Cameron Diaz was one of the people. Yeah. And then John you, Favre. And well, then you have a whole shitload of celebrity guests that come in. Charles Durning is one of them. Charles Durning. <laughs> Charlie D. We'll work him Charlie in. Charlie D. Uh, so, what's going on? Play, so what's going on here is you've got this group of kind of yuppie, uh, liberal uh, type. Uh, uh, know-it-alls, basically. Yeah. And they 
they have dinner every Thursday night with each other. They make dinner together and they have uh, meaningful discussions between each other, which is great because they, but they're all like-minded, you know, it's always kind of a love fest. And so one night, one of them breaks down on the side of the road and Bill Paxton drives up and picks him up off the side of the road and gives him a ride home. And they were like, hey, come on in. We're having dinner. This is our weekly dinner. And this guy would be considered a uh, an insane Trumpster, I guess you would call yeah, it now. Yeah, some racial tendencies. Unbelievably racist. He tells some really inappropriate racist jokes, and he's just and there's he, a black and it's there's a black guy, guy at the, at the uh, table, Courtney B. Vance, which is Cor- uh, the guy from uh, This Is Us, right? Uh, no, that's uh, that's Sterling K. Oh Brown. no, the guy that from uh, uh, the guy from OJ the, OJ trailer. Yeah, yeah. Courtney B. Vance. He's really good. This was really young. Those guys are interchangeable. Yeah, they kind of are. They I both. They, they both can really. Well, I, they probably which one was in that war one movie, was older than Hamburger Hill. That's got to be Corny B. Vance. Sterling okay. K. Brown's pretty young. Okay. Corny B. Vance is probably 15 years older than I'm him. not mixing them up because yeah. they're both black. Because <laughs> they're interchangeable as actors. They are. They are. They are very, uh, <laughs> they do the same type of work for sure. Okay, so the Bill Paxton starts getting really bad, and Bill Paxton starts really getting angry and grabs one of the guys and, and puts a uh, knife to his throat. Mm-hmm. And one of the other uh, uh, kind of yuppies there takes a knife and stabs Bill Paxton in the back. And they kill him. Uh-huh. And they Sounds like, like holy shit, holy Call shit. The cops. And they Movie were like, over. we can't. <laughs> yeah. They're all drunk. They were like, we can't call the cops. We can't do this. They decided to bury him in like the tomato garden out back. Was Bill Paxton the racist guy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. So what they decided to do at this point, they all kind of liked the idea <laughs> of what they did and they got an adrenaline rush for it. So what they decided to do was invite a new person with completely opposite views of them every week to dinner. And if at some point they decide that they do they want to kill him they ask for the blue wine there's uh-huh. a wine in a blue canister uh or what is it uh decanter. decanter and it uh they fill it up they hand him the wine they get poisoned to death and they fall dead and so they go through a series of different people one of them is charles durning who's a priest that uh hates homosexuality he's like homosexuality is disease and aids is the cure and they're oh like my God. here's another drink it was really sir. clever they brought jason alexander in there and jason yeah, so alexander he was like the anti-environmentalist yeah he hated the environment <laughs> uh you had, i don't remember his how scene. do you hate yep. the environment it was really good mark Harmon came in and oh, mark nice. Harmon uh couldn't stand women and so they gave him the wine but then it started it started getting to one the of point them liked where, him and one of them didn't like. No, the point it, it got weird where the lines were really blurred about who was bad and who wasn't. They ended up tr- killing this girl who didn't like Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so it started getting like, oh my god! And through this whole thing, there's I can't remember her name. She was in the Saturday Night Live sketch about the uh, the Christmas one with Alec Baldwin when he does the sweaty balls. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't remember that one. Yeah. You don't remember the sweaty balls? No. Yeah, I oh, remember man. it. Uh, I remember dipping my balls in it. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, well, she was the cop during this whole Nora thing. Dunn. Uh, yeah. So Nora Dunn? Yeah. So Nora, you'll, you'll know her when you see her. Nora Dunn is the cop in this movie, and she's figuring out what's going on, and... It becomes very dark. It starts pretty dark. It's pr- this is probably a seven on the scale, but it ends up going up to an eight at the end because then the guys start turning on each other. Courtney B. Vance. That's what was, I was figuring. Courtney B. Vance is like hardcore. We gotta kill all these motherfuckers. Yeah. And everyone else is starting to not feel good about it. The two people in a relationship starts uh, kind of breaking apart, and it's it's a fantastic. So do they movie start now. killing one another? Yep, well, I'll leave that to, uh, to watch it because this is a fantastic movie. It's one of those movies most people haven't seen. It's very hard to uh, find, but if you can get your hands on The Last Supper, really great. We loved watching it back in the day. All right, Justin. Hell yeah. Well, let's uh, follow that up with a similar movie. 
1998's Very Bad Things. Oh, this is dark, man. This is an eight. I was gonna, that's this what I was going to say. This is, this is the probably... one with Jeremy Pibbins. Jeremy Pivens, Daniel Stern, John uh, Christian Favre. Slater, they go to John Favre. Oh, yeah. They okay. go to Vegas. Cameron Diaz. Cameron, uh, what's her name? I really like in this Jean, movie. Uh, Jean, Jean Triplehorn. She was so great. This is the best thing Janine Triplehorn's done. I loved her in Basic Instinct, Waterworld. She was okay. great at the firm. I, I love Janine Triplehorn oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a bunch of different stuff. But this, she was crazy. She was like a, a howler monkey at some point. In this movie. <laughs> She's jumping around. Uh so yeah, so I mean, it's basically about this group of guys. They're going to Vegas. Very for a close. Two of them are brothers. Jeremy Piven and Daniel Stern are brothers. Uh huh. And then you've got the other three. Uh, one of them is the guy from Aliens. Uh, what the hell's inside me? Like Alien uh, Four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Leland or- yeah. Orser. Yeah, Leland yeah. Orser. He's really the good. guy that freaks out good. Yeah, he's yeah. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seven. seven. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> so it's simple. It's a simple thing. It's it's basically the Hangover. Yeah. If, if the Hangover. Accidentally killed a hooker. Yeah, I didn't mean to jump. It was kind of, of a, but it was kind of a cool way of doing it too. I, that scene yes. in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, dude. Well, not even that scene. The scene after it. Remember uh, the scene after it when the security guard yeah. came up to, uh, and he came into the room and he sees all the destruction from what they had because they. Uh, who was having Jeremy Piven was having sex with the hooker, yeah. and then threw her up against the wall. They were like standing up having sex, and he yeah. threw her up against the wall, and the back uh, like a hook went yeah. in the back the, of her the towel the coat rack. hook. Yeah, yeah. And then or, yeah. she dropped and fell, and everything. Uh, just the whole room. No, went to she shit. didn't drop. She fucking hung there. Oh yeah, remember? she then she dropped. It yeah. fell and boom, oh, then she fell. God, because I remember her face as she fell down. Yeah. But uh, all the noise brought the security guards up, man. And then when the security guy, uh, he saw the coke everywhere and everything. And uh, Christian Slater just gave him a couple months. He says, well, we got a problem here. And then uh, he gave him some money. And he was like, I guess there isn't any problem here. Yeah. But then he uh, he was about ready to leave. And then he heard a noise in the other room. That's when and, she fell, right? Uh, that must have been when she fell. Yeah, yeah. okay. And then uh, they have to take out the security guard. Man. Yeah. And that was a brutal, bloody mess, man. Yeah, This dude. was a very violent kind of five minutes with a bunch of guys freaking out shit went wrong uh, and then they had to do that all right clean who, up. the cleanup yeah and you could tell early on who you had to worry about who was the alpha in the group and clearly yeah. it was christian slater christian yeah. slater not only not only was all right with it he seemed like he really fucking enjoyed it right yeah <laughs> throughout the whole movie he was the remember my favorite line from this i'm a lighthouse for you motherfucker i stay lit for you i never go dark but <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get people to just just fall into it man yeah bury him in the I desert remember this you, oh, dude, you bury him in the i mean if you had to bury a body that's probably the best state i would think oh yeah i might push this up to a nine after after the uh the Jeremy Piven and Daniel Stern scene. Uh, Jeremy Piven is not having a good time with this. It, with the he's the one to break first. Yeah, and he's losing it, and everyone's trying to calm him down. That's Fobber's he's trying the murderer. To, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he spurred the whole thing. He didn't kill the uh, the security guard, but he definitely killed the uh, the hooker. Yeah, and uh, he was not dealing with it well, and he was taking it out on his brother. Do you remember when he got in the van? I don't. Mr. fucking minivan. He's arguing with his brother at because this whole thing was centered around one of their friend's weddings, Favre's uh, wedding. Yeah. So they have an incident at the reception, and they have to, not the reception, like the uh, the dinner beforehand, the night before, mm-hmm. uh, that 
pre-planning rehearsal dinner, dinner, rehearsal dinner. Yeah. there you go and so they have to escort them out because they're screaming at each other and Daniel Stern and uh, Jeremy Piven are each other's faces and they're screaming at each other and he's like get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of here and they separate him and Jeremy Piven gets into his car and backs up and moves the wheel and everything and uh, he he kept screaming at his brother Mr. fucking minivan and then he floors it right at his brother and boom pins his brother up against the wall kills him right in the parking lot oh shit and just like almost separates his entire body he, you don't expect to see Dark. Daniel turn yeah. uh, Daniel Stern get killed like that because he stands in front of him and he screams but then Janine Triplehorn finds something out and so they'd have to go to Janine Triplehorn mm-hmm. uh, and have to kill her right and but remember she's the one that like fights back and like uh <laughs> Chris and Slater fought her up there and then eventually came down uh, and he's like, man, she fought like a wildcat, that one. Yeah. And man, it was dark, Well, man. but also, Cameron Diaz finds out. Yep. And she starts manipulating, you know what I mean? And yep. she kind of becomes the mastermind. And, like, one by one, she You are not going to ruin my wedding. And, you know, she yeah. hits somebody in the head with a shovel. And you got to finish this. Dude. Finish this like a big boy, is yeah. what she was saying. And I'll, I won't say anything other than this, but that last scene with the wheelchair. I'll leave it at that. Oh, like, man. oh, It was dude. such an amazing I, I have to watch man. this again. Yeah, you'd like it. Dude, this yeah, dark. this is up your fucking alley. I mean, man. I've like, seen it. I just... I remember the hotel room scene. Yeah, the yeah. hotel room scene was big. But it, the stuff after it where they... To me, that this has been done several times. You know, it's trying to mask a a really horrible incident. That 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 whole show, Big Little Lies by HBO, is this whole thing where a group of five women did something horrible and they agree not to talk about it again. It didn't happen. Uh-huh. And then one of them has problems with it, and then yeah. the other one has problems with it. And so that's they try how to it do always it. happens, man. You can't trust it, anyone. It. Remember, the kids agreed not to yeah, talk the, about yeah, it. Exactly, well, yeah, exactly. They didn't the really agree on the second get, one. Yeah. They came back. Did you see the new trailer? Oh, yeah, man, dude. That looks freaking crazy. Dark comedy all day. <laughs> I don't know about, <laughs> about that. that Come on, Pennywise is a clown. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe the original one. <laughs> this crowd doesn't have any funny moments. It's not Shakes the Clown. <laughs> <laughs> Shakes the Clown almost made my list here. Because oh, yeah? Just to be able to talk about Florence Henderson being a prostitute in that movie would have been <laughs> really great, but not good. But yeah, dude, bad words, definite very dark comedy. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, very <laughs> bad things. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no. very, very bad things, very dark comedy. Yeah. That's probably the darkest one in your list. Probably. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah great All right, Dave, movie. what do you got? You got All right. dark. What, what's your? Give us your number before you. Uh... Very four. Okay, it's low. It's uh, death at a funeral. The the newest one. Wait. And I'll preface it by saying <laughs> that I liked the first one better. Uh-huh. But I haven't seen that one in so long. I don't think I could talk intelligently about the first one. And I know they're almost I exactly I the same. Joke, man. <laughs> <laughs> me out, I, feel, I feel like if it's my movie, I need to drive <laughs> the conversation. So you're going with the new one. I'm going with the Chris Rock, Martin Lawrence. And it had... And I, and I know you're going to say the other one was better. And it was. <laughs> but... The scene, at least we the, got the that scene in the I mean, back. At least you get that away. See if you're gonna fall on a sword and <laughs> rather than getting stabbed, yeah, dude, jump on it. Yeah, right. That yeah. original is the the British version of this movie is one of the funniest. That's actually I've made. only seen the British version. It's I never saw so the new one. So friggin' good. Uh, the, now, does Peter Dinklage is in the original one? Yeah, and this one. He's the only carryover. Is he in this one? Yeah. Oh, I didn't remember. Yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah, I didn't he's remember he's that. the same Fucking character. Great. Oh, that's interesting. And uh, he was great because I've seen this once and I was like, ah, oh, I can't, I can't do it because I love the British wit by it. I love 
uh, Alan Tudyk way mm-hmm. better than I like James Marsden. In James Marsden, I wouldn't say this is a bad movie. He, if if the original, if the British had didn't existed, this would be funny because it's I like. Still funny, uh, it's funny, man. You know, you yeah, got I really agree. great. Just not as fun. There's really great actors in both of them. This one had Danny Glover and uh, the Chris Danny Rock. Glover scene in the bathroom with the Tracy Morgan. Yeah, when he shits on. Ah, him. yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like that bridesmaid scene i can't wa- i can't i don't <laughs> think they changed anything too i think this was a pretty uh they didn't remake of the british Peter Dinklage yeah. didn't get wasn't on like hyper and i can understand them on the first one was and he? i can who's this on the first one yeah, yeah. he was on he was on oh, acid. yeah he was Peter Dinklage was yeah. no 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 oh eventually yeah yeah in this one they tie Peter Dinklage up and then they force feed him yeah. five of those that was things the that the one person took one. Yeah. yeah. They freaked out. They yeah. gave him five and he looked like a demon coming out of yep. the casket. That was exactly That's so weird that he came back to play the same exact Exact same role. That's awesome. Damn, that's, that's fucking I The interaction between Chris Rock and Martin Lawrence was good through it. I wonder where I like those guys as comedians. I'll have to remember. Uh, who else was in this movie that uh, because this was and I can understand them making this movie because Ernie a, Hudson played, there's a lot of like not uh, Ernie Hudson the guy from Men at Work there's a the lot priest. of movie fans that like black comedies that won't go see the British version so I'm completely a, <laughs> uh, a fan of that's the reason uh, like Gus Van Zandt redid Psycho you know shot for shot because he knew that fans these days weren't going to go back and watch a black and white uh, movie that's true. so if he did a shot by shot remake it's and this wasn't thing. probably shot for shot but it, it was pretty close shot. I think it was scene for scene for it was sure. scene probably for scene. line for yeah. line almost yeah Zoe Solanda's in this Tracy Morgan Martin Lawrence the guy that played the priest uh, is Regina the guy Hall, from Men at, Wilson. Men at Work uh, Keith, Keith David yeah certainly Ron Glass is in this Kevin Hart forgot Kevin Keith Hart David, was in this. he got his name right <laughs> he has that thing to think of now well, I'm looking at his face so, that, yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah what was your favorite stuff about this I mean it'd have to be it ha- well, is it the Peter Dinklage stuff or the James Marsden James, stuff uh, no it's the Peter Dinklage stuff is my favorite but that scene where the guy was hanging from the window and the one James Marsden yeah, Naked? the one guy came in and grabbed him. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "It's touching my cheek. It's touching my cheek. I need mouthwash or something." <laughs> yeah, I think the punchlines were probably completely different than because that brought dry British wit does not would not carry over mm-hmm. with Chris Rock and everybody. Uh, it was, it's a fun story, man. It's yeah. just a really great thing. There was a movie done that I love that I was actually looking for on eBay the other day. That's super hard to get, and a lot of people don't remember. I saw it in the theater, and then I owned it on VHS, and I used to watch it all, a lot. It was very similar to this, and it was called Passed Away. And mm-hmm. It had Nancy Travis, have, uh, the guy Bob from, Hoskins, Bob and Hoskins. it had the guy from CSI, yep. William Peterson. And it was like something horrible was happening while everyone was gathered for the the matriarch's uh, family, and it was all this comedy ensuing and everything. Someone huh. was trying to sue and kill uh, William Peterson, and it was really, really good. I think even Tim Curry might have been in it. But it was like one of those random movies people just don't even think about. But it was similar to uh, to Death of Funeral. But I mean, the probably the my favorite stuff and Mars didn't do, do a horrible job. But Alan Tudyk being completely naked on that acid up on the roof of the house yeah. and just losing his shit, <laughs> or them explaining to him uh, what they gave him, it was just what. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, he because he was meeting the, the family for the first time. Seen, man. So I'm sorry, oh, you're the... going to meet the family for the first time at a funeral on like the highest grade acid you've ever had. It's a great the, idea. Um, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the guy, <laughs> that, used to the guy that played the father that he was supposed to meet mm. was the guy from WKRP. Yeah, Ron Glass. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he's really good. Which I thought he was, I can't believe he was still alive. from Firefly. He's from Firefly. That's right, he yeah. was from Firefly. Really Who good. also starred Alan Tudyk. 
Well, Boom. Full circle. <laughs> full circle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. This next movie, this is another random ass movie. And I don't think I, when I was younger, I was unbelievably obsessed when we got a v- VCR. The idea that I could go to a video store and rent these movies and do things. The video store sold a magazine that I used to buy all the time there. It was a magazine just like showing what movies were coming out on uh, video. And I got to read the articles about it and look at the covers and everything. I was obsessed with the poster covers. And this was one that I always saw the uh, picture of and I couldn't wait till it came out. And this was 1989's Parents and stars Randy Quaid and Mary Beth Hurt. It was and directed by Bob Balaban, uh, who's, you know, from... Uh, Give me something. Bob Balaban is the guy that was obsessed with Elaine and Seinfeld. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was in he was all a, the Christopher Guest movies yeah, mm-hmm. and everything. This was one of the few things that he kind of came in and wrote and directed. Most people haven't seen this movie. This is, I have uh, not seen this movie. It wouldn't surprise me, but it had a great cover where it was like this 1950s-looking <laughs> couple that were in their kitchen. Oh, and there I was, do remember Yeah, the, there it is right there. Give, That's the give cover. Me the t- yeah, I totally remember the it cover. Was, it was great, and I was like, I what is this, this about? And at the time, it was... No, it's very hard to find. Where does it rank one to ten? Uh, it's pretty high. It's probably an eight. Oh wow! Uh, because the the comedy comes in with the situation. It's not overtly hilarious at times. Randy Quaid plays it like he is this strict ass dad, and he's trying. He's got this little kid, so you could tell it's 1950s style, very similar to like Fido. Mm-hmm. So they're constantly obsessed with meat and trying to get their son to eat it, and the son won't do it, and the son's this weird kid who doesn't kind of fit in. And he's slowly, gradually figuring out there's something just off with his parents. But at some point, and they do this really well. This was a, didn't get enough credit for something how... how yeah. <laughs> they didn't give this movie enough credit for how masterful it was with the idea when you're watching is Because you see the kid like imagining stuff that's not happening through the uh, thing. So at some point, you're wondering, is the kid... Is the kid thinking this? Because he comes down one night and he sees his parents in bed together, uh, looking like they're in like uh, they're not undressed completely, but you could tell that they were getting kind of randy with each other. But they had like their whole faces were covered like uh, like they might have smeared blood all over their face, or he might have just been like really kissing her with the lipstick on. You can't tell. Uh-huh. So he's wondering what the hell's going on with my parents, and it, he's continually asking him what are we eating for dinner what is this we're eating and she's like leftovers and she's like we've been eating leftovers for two weeks what is it leftovers from he (laughs) says what was it before it was leftovers it was leftovers to be and that's all they would answer and everything (laughs) so he eventually comes down and he finds uh he finds like a body in the freezer uh-huh. and him and this girl kind of figure it out. And then it's like almost this kind of parents style uh, situation where Randy Quaid is hunting the kid uh, or not oh, parents, mom, and dad. <laughs> mom and dad yeah. style where he's hunting the kid all around the house and everything. And the mom kind of, and they're playing it very normal and everything. And this is why kids need to be disciplined. Yeah. And he's like grabbing what he needs to go after his kid and everything. And you're going to eat that food. And uh, man, it's very, uh, an interesting, interesting, People under subtle, the subtle movie. Of- yeah, it just wasn't. That was like next level crazy. <laughs> this was very stoic. Like this could have been Leave It to Beaver, and they could have been complaining about the kid not going out for soccer practice. But instead, right. they're they're complaining about you not eating the uh, the human bodies or. And uh, also had like a. It had you shouldn't a f- complain about what your parents put on the table, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. You're like you got anything at all. <laughs> you know how hard it is to fillet a human being? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It's a bitch. <laughs> uh, it, it was good, this man. could be used as evidence someday. <laughs> yeah, I think it's available on like uh, uh, one of those Amazon Prime or something like that. But, because I watched it digitally. Uh, I rewatched it recently, and it was good. 
So yeah, it held up. It held up. I loved it. I probably even more so. This is, this is before I, Randy Quaid went out of his mind. I think I, I think I, yeah, way before that. <laughs> but this was around the time where he was doing like Caddyshack Two was around eighty nine. But uh, <laughs> I appreciate it probably more this time because you could see the subtle nuances and how brilliant filmmaking nice. this actually was. Right, Hell yeah. Um, so this one was fun. I, I don't know if you guys have seen this or not. Um, it's 2005's Thank You for Smoking. I've heard of it. I, I should have seen it with my girl. My, yeah. my wife's actually seen it. So it's one of the few movies she's seen before. That you have? I have not. <laughs> so, Ooh, put yeah. that on a list but it's, somewhere. And what, Aaron Eckhart? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it's like a tongue-in-cheek. Tobacco X. Yeah. Or lobbyist or something like that. Right. So And that's what it is. So uh, Aaron Eckhart is a lobbyist for Big Tobacco. Yeah. And so, like... <laughs> that's the job that you seriously hope God has a sense of humor. Oh, Plus, God, yeah, no <laughs> that's kidding. also you don't introduce yourself to that. Yeah, oh, but that. that's the thing is is he does it to everyone. Yeah, he's proud as shit about it. Through the entire movie, he is just telling people, like, he's rebutting why you shouldn't smoke. You know what I mean? And he's like... He's well, rebutting why you shouldn't... Okay. Yeah, so, you know, he'll just be like, well, you know, you know who does that research is anti-smoking people, and, you know, they have... They paid these people because they knew they'd come up with those results. You know, how can you trust that? Makes sense. It, yeah. <laughs> Give me a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, you know, like... Um, oh, it's just, it's so funny because it's so fucked up, like, to see there's somebody out there who fucking does this, you know? Um, and he basically, like, is telling his kid, you know, like, he's divorced from his wife, you know, his wife does not, or does not like what he does for a living. Is he just the type of guy who's just like, I'm telling it like it is? through this whole thing or or has he reached a point in his career that he just doesn't give a shit it's some people that adapt that mentality the salesman mentality or is he just like uh it's just who he is he's just kind of a nihilist to the point where i don't give a fuck yeah no it's just who he is like he believes his own bullshit you know what i mean and like he's really good at it you know (laughs) um and the problem is is that like now roger corman just sell me this glass of sand (laughs) (laughs) um you know the thing is though is like now his kid is like learning to be like him <laughs> yeah. and so nothing like realizing how much a scumbag you are until seeing your little kid become that scumbag right you know and uh and and so it's just you know and he i mean fuck he goes and talks to congress and like tells and katie them, holmes in this movie yeah too? yeah I, I, I think she might be the ex-wife um, so it's funny just because of the <laughs> tongue and teeth nature of it <laughs> yeah it's just satirical you know what i mean like I, that it's just they're similar to like uh distinguished gentlemen i'm i'm guessing where that you're seeing the kind of the inner the workings of Congress. executives are probably some of the most evilest people on the planet oh, oh absolutely. yeah absolutely. Dude. You, and you have to know as soon as uh, as soon as jewel water. came out and i'm i don't uh, know this for a fact but i i'm assuming a Big name tobacco company bought them. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So I'm sure R.J. Reynolds probably owns them Christina now. Christina Cattellas. But uh, they, they, yeah, their predatory practices are just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. People buy if people want to get people hooked on products, they it's, study their methodology. And, the and their the vape marketing. pens are. Uh, it's it's shitty that it's happening because I don't think if they weren't around. Millennials wouldn't smoke. No, they, they they're not doing smoke. anything. They're they not don't drinking scotch. Scotch is going down. Bourbon's going down. Yeah, People are they. They're not interested in smoking, but they don't have a problem. A lot of them with vaping. So that's the problem. If, yeah, because it's vaping. completely safe. Yeah, yeah, I'm joking. It's three <laughs> yeah. times as much nicotine or yeah. more. Right. They have not been. Uh, 
it hasn't been even looked at by the F. What is it? The FDA. Uh, the FDA. It hasn't gone under the research yet, so no one knows. And that's what Christina has to tell people: you do not know what's in there. Right. He said, "We we know some things that are in there, but there could be so much more in there that you don't even know about. It could be. But even if there times, isn't, yeah. even if it's just a triple. Dose I don't know of how nicotine. you can't see one video of it exploding and ripping someone's cheek off. Have you seen the videos no, of it exploding in yeah. someone's mouth? Oh yeah. Nope. Oh, before I before no, we continue, effect, before yeah. we continue, I want to give my wife a shout out. She finished her dissertation nice. on nicotine studies with uh, intrauterine microplasmic infection of holy crap something. <laughs> Things wow, that was really a lot deep. right there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's got deep the relationship between nicotine and intrauterine. Don't get it wrong. <laughs> microplasmic get it wrong. infection. I got it. That's it. That's exactly what it is. That's awesome. That is awesome. And it was her birthday. And it was her birthday. That's a good week. Yeah. Um, so also, uh, Sam Elliott is in this nice. movie. Oh, there's legitimacy. He, he sounds want... like a uh, tobacco exec. He plays the Marlboro Man. Yeah, oh, He's God. the fucking Marlboro Man. Yeah. He is um, the goddamn Marlboro and it's he's what's for dying of cancer. Yeah, you know, I'm um, pretty sure that's a true story too. I, I'm oh, yeah, almost yeah. positive yeah. is. Yeah, I think he's actually the second or third Marlboro Man. It's kind of it's kind of like Ronald McDonald. You just kind of flip him over every yeah every when they few die, years. You bring a new Ronald in. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a fun movie, but it's also dark. Yeah. Um, you know, but if you, matter for sure. if you haven't seen it, it's it's really <laughs> worth seeing. Are there kittens driving that ice cream truck? <laughs> I know. <laughs> That would be a freaky, trippy movie. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Cat files. <laughs> no, right. kittens run an ice cream truck. <laughs> <laughs> Abducting and murdering small children. That's right. It'd be a dark comedy. Yeah. Part. You got something Plague cats. That? I don't know if I can follow that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> This movie was hilarious. <laughs> and so, what's the scale? It's more hilarious. Than it's more dark. hilarious, I, which is weird because I like really dark stuff, but I'm pretty sure all of mine lean more towards comedy than towards darkness. Yeah, this is Doctor Strange Love. Oh, yeah, how I learned to love the bomb. I guess is I've only seen alternative this title. Hey, that's an old movie. Yeah, saw. black and white. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. It's so great. It's good to see the big board. It's good to see the big board. They stole my bodily essence. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I love everything about this movie. Oh, my God. Uh, and Peter Sellers, and a lot of you probably listen and probably don't know who he is. Yeah. The, he's he's the Pink Panther, but he was the original. Eddie like, Murphy. Yeah. He could do it all. Yep. He loved playing different characters. If he could play five, or he could, if he could play all the characters in the movie, I think I'm he sure, would. I'm sure there's probably he, movies a, out there with him. Very with similar to like Eddie Murphy. Who but he did just, like... Three, an expert at kind of falling into different characters to the point where a lot of them you could recognize and a lot of them you couldn't. I mean, wasn't there a guy in this that was also in Blazing Saddles? Yeah, Slim Pickens. Slim Pickens. I yeah, couldn't yeah, yeah. think of his name. He was the one that rode the bomb. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> one prophylactic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Going through the, the kit. What's yeah. his name? James Earl Jones. And you have a story one about of the that. pilots. Oh wow, you, I didn't realize. You that. said they had to change. He said oh, somebody yeah. could have a pretty good time in Dallas. That was the original line, but the, Kennedy but had ha- just been Kennedy killed. had just been killed in oh, Dallas, wow. so they changed so they it to, changed like Vegas, it to I Vegas. Vegas, or I think it was Vegas. Or, uh, Someone could have a good time in Vegas. Houston, yeah, I think it was Vegas. Or was it Vegas? Like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so basically, the premise. Basically, is the premise is that there's like a doomsday device that yeah. detects, like, it detects a, an attack and then it sets things in motion on its own, kind of like AI, yeah. and they really can't recall it 
for the purpose of they're probably you know they want to launch. If you were launching missiles at me, I want war my games. system to yeah, be able to like, exactly yeah, like war games. I want, yeah. My system needs to respond to you where they were where or Project or X. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, they someone at a barracks, the guy with his bodily essence. Uh, Sterling Hayden. Yeah, he really takes good. control of the barracks. Well, a lot of people know him from Godfather. He's the one that got right, shot, shot in the, the neck. throat in, yeah. uh, in the Italian restaurant. Yep. He's really good in this movie. I so love he, Sterling Hayden, though. He uh, and Peter Sellers, the character opposite him there, yeah. is pretty awesome. Oh, it's so great. George C. Scott's character was great. Yeah, so you basically got a couple different settings. You're dealing with Slim Pickens and James Earl Jones in, in the, the plane. In the plane. You're dealing with the war room, which is where you get to see George C. Scott. What's his name? Peter Sellers plays, plays Dr. Strangelove, Dr. Strangelove who, who's, who's the greatest character, character yeah, one, that one person has created. How would you describe his character? He's like, he, he has like, I call him as, he has Nazi Tourette's. Yeah, remember, that's a good way to. Going, that's a good way to explain. My fear. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He's got like hand, a mechanical arm. No, or he's something, got a he's or, or got a, a regular arm, arm, but it just wouldn't listen to him. Remember, <laughs> it was like choking him at one point. It was like clenched. The, like it, he like he had no control. It like it's almost like made of like metal. Well, I had a big like leather that. glove on. Yeah, and, and it kept doing. He kept doing the Nazi salute every once in a while. Yeah. And so you had him in there trying to figure out how. George C. Scott didn't even want him in the uh, in the room. Is that what it was, or it was somebody else? No, the the Russian premier. The Russian premier. He was funny was, too. They let him in because oh, he had to help figure out yeah. how to stop this. And he's like, "We can't let him in there. He's gonna see the big board." Yeah. There's an interesting story, and I want to say I might get the president wrong, but I want to say it was Reagan showed up to the White House when he was. Uh, elected mm-hmm. and wanted to see the war room and didn't realize there was no war room he, he thought he the, thought there was a war room because of dr strange i, bet he, I bet he was ah. a little bit disappointed yeah too. absolutely because it was this crazy you could tell that see the, the big board i'm pretty sure it was ken adams that did the set design on this who's the james bond set really? designer because he still it was great does those they use it was a like, big movie it's got to be done in pinewood there's no way that war room wasn't that very pine wood looking uh and this was and i don't think stanley cooper i was gonna say we didn't mention the most monumental part of this whole movie is it's stanley kubrick stanley kubrick has never done a bad movie Uh, he's only done like probably he has movies you might not like but they're not it's because it's you not stanley yeah that's true i agree with that even his first barry lyden is a kubrick right absolutely and i bet i bet if i sat with 10 people only two people would have would could make it through the end of that movie. Man, his first two movies were so freaking the killing, the one with Sterling yep. Hayden mm-hmm. when they were robbing yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the racetrack, and then the killer's kiss was before it. But those were the only two that were before. I think two thousand and one was mm-hmm. right after that, and then every movie after that was amazing. So it's he's one of those insane directors. Eyes Wide Shut's one of my favorite I love it. filmed movie. I've never seen that one. I really want to see it though. You should see it. It's fun. Yeah, fun. Uh, maybe not fun. Yeah. Oh, well, Is yeah. it a dark comedy? <laughs> no, <laughs> but it does start. The, you do get to see Nicole Kidman's ass in the first ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, that's how it opens. I was trying opens to, on her ass. <laughs> I was talking oh, a lot about. Weird. <laughs> I talked a lot about Nicole Kidman yesterday because she's in the Big Little Lies and she's fucking amazing in it. Uh, she's gonna get an Emmy for it for sure. I would imagine. Uh, it's a very good HBO show, but uh, that Destroyer she was amazing. But my wife, she's like, how should my wife doesn't know anyone people that you would you would think there's no one on earth who doesn't know who she probably you could show a picture of Tom Cruise she might. Know his name? I highly doubt it, though. I bet she could she pull does Trump. Not, out she knows Tom Hanks. She knows some <laughs> some people like that. But Adrian alone. You almost gotta when you're thinking of my wife knows a lot of these movie stars or movies. You gotta think 
of, she's almost like how your grandmother would know movies or something. Right, yeah. Uh, because she's <laughs> she like, might be no, offended, but she'll never hear this. She's like, <laughs> she's like the redheaded girl is good. Who is that? It's yeah. like Nicole Kidman? <laughs> I was like, you don't know who Did Nicole Kidman is? Did she know who he was after you tell her? I had to go through her entire movies, and the only movie she knew that she was in was Practical Magic. Uh, okay. Because she knows who Sandra Bullock is. Huh. Uh, so That's a good movie. She would yeah. never win it. Seven degrees of, oh, shit, of uh, what's his name? Me? I did. Kevin Bacon. Should I don't know that up, I'd man. be able to get through that one. Yeah, I love it. We should get to play my favorite game. That could be a game we play. Yeah, we might. On, on an anniversary or something. Ooh, yeah. Oh, man. I got games already set, so you guys don't worry about it. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So that I'm not was... dressing up as a donkey. Dog... <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll cancel that one out. <laughs> Again. <laughs> nice. Fool me once. Couldn't walk right for a week after that. It's <laughs> 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 the dark. Yeah. <laughs> the dark yeah. and the comedy. I, I'll bring the dark. <laughs> okay, this next movie. I this is another great '90s movie that I absolutely love. They're all '90s from here on out for me. And it, it's funny that I've watched all these recently, and I've and I've texted my cousin about them because my cousin is the only one I know who watches these movies uh, back in the '90s with me. And one of them was the fabulous 1990 movie "I Love You to Death" with Kevin Klein, Tracy Ullman. John Hurt, Keanu Reeves, River Phoenix. That's, I think, the main uh, cast right there. I remember. As soon as you tell me the plot, this. I remember about yeah, so it. I've seen it. Kevin Klein is a. He owns a family like pizza parlor, and he plays super okay. over the top Italian. Yeah. Like <laughs> over the top, where you can almost. It's so laughable. Like, oh, you're taking this. Take you're the pizza. And go to it, it's, <laughs> it's that by 10. It's really, really? It's really funny. So he's a he's is he a com- not really Italian. He's a complete no. He is. Okay. Well, oh, no. that would be even better though. Uh, no, no, in real life, no. No, 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 no I'm not in, in real life. Like, no, in the movie, is, yeah. if he's he he overplaying it Italian. because he wasn't Italian. <laughs> yeah. No, no, this is a straight up. So he owns his pizza place. His wife is <laughs> Did Spike Lee. Make this movie. <laughs> oh, his wife is Tracy Ullman. Uh, one of the helpers is River Phoenix. River Phoenix is, uh, is kind of got a crush on Tracy Ullman and is I've really, definitely seen this movie. And the opening of the movie is Kevin Klein going to the priest and giving his confession and talking about you get you got from the him talking to the priest that he's having sex with maybe 17 or 18 women but oh, he God. loves his wife and his family i don't want to oh, hurt fuck. her I don't, and uh he's he literally like <laughs> best flirts. way not to hurt her is he don't flirts right, right, care, right, right in front of her and really and people are like oh that's just him yeah. he's, he's from the some old people country. have that yeah he's like I'm, from I, the old country and uh he just does that and but river phoenix is like you can't keep letting to do this so he keeps weighing on her and everything and eventually she comes to the thing she's like yeah this is fucked up this is fucked up that he's doing to me because she actually looks into it and catches it straight on uh not like straight on but knows somebody that came there to visit him and something and then uh convinces him uh we gotta kill kevin klein she says you kill kevin klein i'll help you kill him they first and this was so funny so and this is a true story i should mention this is important uh so they start trying to kill him and nothing they do can kill Kevin Klein. And so it's really, really uh, funny where they start drugging his pasta. And he, he goes back for like fourths and fifths. And at some point he stands up and they're all waiting. And mm. even his, even her mom is in on it. Oh, uh, my God. She's sitting on the couch and they're all waiting for him to drop. And he just like belches and everything. I think I'm going to have one more. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he goes in this and they can't kill him that way. And it, uh, I won't go into all the different ways. But the funniest thing is they were like, uh, River Phoenix, like, I know two guys. I know two guys that we hire. Never we get, get those. In there. Never get two we guys. Get, yeah. we get the hit and this was so absolutely hilarious think of the the 
two biggest stoner characters you've ever seen in a movie. Like, completely out of it. Like, they can almost Brad Pitt not even function. from... That's close. That and the guy on the couch in Half Big. Yeah. Those two together. Th- those are close. The robbery is what's important so, now. And one of them is uh, William Hurt, who does not play that character yeah, yeah, yeah. ever. Uh-huh. And one of them is Keanu Reeves. And Keanu Reeves got half his head shaved like he accidentally just did it by accident. They're <laughs> both completely stupid yeah. and completely high as shit. And where they're they're standing over the body, and they got a baseball bat in their hand, and they know they have to kill him. And uh, Counter Reeves, they, Counter Reeves forgets what he's supposed to do halfway through it, <laughs> and then he looks down. And he's like, "Oh, this is a Reggie Jackson!" And they uh, end up sitting on the bed talking about baseball, and they don't oh even know what they're, how they're supposed to do. And eventually, they end up shooting Kevin Klein uh, with the gun. They're all downstairs. They're all. Kevin Klein comes down, <laughs> comes walking down the stairs, bullet holes in him. Oh, God. saying, Oh, we got guests. You offer him some food? We got to get some of them some food. What the, the fuck? Half, the second half of the movie, Kevin Klein is playing at like quarter speed <laughs> because he's just so he's, fucked up. He's leaking and blood. Just half dead. Oh, and my leaking God. Blood. And then the cops figure it out. The cops come to the house, and one of them's the coach from uh, Major League. And the other one is yeah, the one the guy with the, the rough voice. Yeah. yeah. And the other one is the guy who does the interpreting <laughs> dance from Big Lebowski. Oh, so those great. are the two cops that nice. come and they find out. They're like, your, your wife's trying to kill you. Nah, that, they'll be crazy. And so they end up arresting everyone. Everyone gets arrested, but Kevin Klein's like, I'm not going to press charges. This is my wife. You know, she got angry. I was cheating on her. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a true story. Yeah. That's true story. fucking awesome. It's funny it had to have happened in Massachusetts. Uh, so funny. I don't know. <laughs> New York, maybe. But yeah. Pulling. I love you to death. Check it out. 1990. Hell yeah. All right, so this next one, um, if you could be home on Tuesday between like 11 a.m. and 9 p.m. to uh, wait for the cable guy. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what the hell's happened next Tuesday. What's cable? <laughs> yeah, right? uh, I cut that shit. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I was one of the ones that was slightly annoyed by this, and I could see this was a lot of movies around that time period where you either liked it or you didn't. Yeah. And he, it was an annoying character that yeah. Jim Carrey was playing no, for it, sure. It was, but I did appreciate the, the humor behind it. It was a Ben Stiller directed mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. I think. It maybe wrote, but I doubt it. Was it was bait. The uh, Matthew Broderick. Broderick. Yeah, yeah. So there's certain parts. I remember the stuff at the medieval fair. Was yeah. funny. That, that <laughs> yeah, was good. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm sure there's other. Why don't you tell us a little bit about? What so okay, well, um, Matthew Broderick is needing cable. You know, and, <laughs> as one might need. Yeah, and you know, and also this was uh, what. 96 yeah. so there was a need for cable back then and on the messed up scale i'd say this is probably like a four or five um and so uh lo and behold jim carrey shows up as the cable guy and he just he seems like the nicest guy in the world and like he still seem weird from the get-go though yeah nice oh, but weird and um i'm trying to remember i think his name was chip um chip something or other it was from like a 1950s tv show but you don't find that out till later oh, okay. like um that so he basically wants to like befriend Matthew Broderick and upon like, first meeting. Yeah, like instantly <laughs> he wants him to be like his best friend, you know. That's annoying in itself. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um and so like he says like, Oh, maybe we could hang out, something like that sometime. He's like, Oh yeah, sure, maybe we could do that. And that's like all he needs to be like, Okay, this guy's gonna be my best friend oh, now. God. And so he starts so the, like stalking him. Absolutely. Yeah. He starts stalking him and he like will just shut off his cable and he'll be sitting outside and like, because he gave him his pager number and like, he's on a date, um, with, uh, Oh, I forget who it is. Um, Leslie Mann. 
Isn't it Leslie Mann? I'm pretty sure it is. Let's see there. You listen. Um, and yeah, man, that must have been early, early on too for Leslie Mann. She must yeah. look super young. Yeah. Um, and so the a cable lot of good people in this movie. The cable goes out. He gave him free HBO, and so he, you know, he invites her over the original Netflix and chill. <laughs> um, and uh, that, do they call themselves that? I got the home box office network. Yeah. yeah. Um, you don't know what Netflix and chill is? No. We'll we'll talk. <laughs> it's about time to have that talk, son. <laughs> um, is that is that the new? I want to have sex with you, but I well, have to get you back two right. years ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and so, you know, they're waiting on this new movie to start or whatever. And uh, ice cream, <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it'd be kind of a creepy ah, music for ice cream. Yeah, I know, right? Just constantly going though. in the back there. Um, and so right as the movie's about to start, like the cable cuts off and he says like, oh, don't worry. My cable guy gave me his personal pager number. Um, and he said, if I ever have any problems, so he pages him and Jim Carrey shows up within like, you know, 30 seconds, like 30 seconds, you know, he was down in the parking lot just waiting and he must've run upstairs, you know? Um, and he comes in and he just, you know, fixes the cable. No problem. You know? And like from that point on with his, it was the swagger that he has, that whole thing that Jim Carrey does. All yeah. his movements are very snappy, you know, when yeah. he's doing well, stuff. And he it's also very... kind of had a lisp, yeah. a little bit of lisp. And so, you he know could, what I mean? He seemed off. Like, yeah. Like, you want this guy out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, he makes dolls out of human hair. Possibly. Like, yeah, he <laughs> might have, you know. And so, like, there's this one point where Matthew Broderick's having the, the dream. Do you remember that part? No. I don't. So, Jim Carrey is, uh, like... He's the cable guy, and he keeps he's knocking on the door, and Matthew Broderick comes to the door, and he's got these like green contacts, these neon green, and dude, he just looks fucked up, and he just keeps banging on the door, cable guy, yeah, I think I do remember you know, that. and eventually he runs all the way down to the end of the hallway and just charges to break <laughs> through the door, and like right as he breaks through, you know, Matthew Broderick wakes up, but <laughs> classic like, Looney Tunes style, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, but I mean, it's it's just a it's a fucked up movie, and like I'll be your wench today. Yeah. That, that part I love, which yeah. Garofalo plays the waitress at the medieval. Uh, oh yeah, at that's the right. medieval restaurant. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, he, he's like, "Oh, are you gonna eat your skin?" And he's like, "Is this?" He's like, "No, you can oh, have it." Is this the one with Jim Carrey is humming the yeah the Star, Star Trek, Trek theme? Yeah, they have. <laughs> that what arguably was the best part. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it definitely was. Yeah. You should you know. either add that sound in or add the. Uh, Wait, add you, the you're killing me. Yeah. Ice, cream, <laughs> ice cream truck sound. In. Or maybe a crowd Deal. cheering. Dealer's <laughs> choice. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> you gave me two hours of production. I know, right? Uh, but yeah, dude, and it's it's just a fucked up movie. He plays a fucked up character, and it's just it's it's just. Um, I think they took it just slightly too annoying to me. I, and most people, I think that was kind of the critical review when it came out. They were like, "Yeah, if you could stand uh, watching him," because he took it to like an eleven. Oh yeah, no, he did. <laughs> his, his dial had the extra one on there. Like, <laughs> but if you're a fan of that, then it's one of your favorites. Yeah. I mean. Was it that different than the mask as far as the guy, way he played him? I mean, man, I know the mask was way he was over a, the top. He, I mean, Jim Carrey had like six or seven different kind of ways of playing stuff back then. And a, a lot of them had that borderline of annoying if you took it too far. And yeah, Cable Guy was like an 11 mask. It might have been to a to an eight but in mask it was that more of that hyper, Cartoony, hyper character yeah, that he played yeah. more robin williams kind of insane yeah. type of character i didn't like mask either though 
But I did like uh, Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber. So <laughs> those characters, I did that. And uh, what was the one where he's the Truman Show? Truman Show was oh, great. Yeah, that well, was that's fantastic. when he went next level. That's when he decided I'm, I can do some oh, dramatic stuff. Oh, and the one with him and Kate Winslet running through the woods. Oh, Eternal oh, Sh- yeah. Sunshine and Man yeah. on the Moon. Yeah. The, uh, Andy Kaufman. I never really saw good. all that. Oh, it was good. Yeah, really good. Andy Kaufman was fall, definitely falls into the annoying characters. He did, but he was also kind of a genius. And, he was. Uh, people don't. He's gonna Ta- sh- Taxi was still great. Wait, and he probably didn't like doing that. No, I like, hated it. That, that movie was great. You should watch, rewatch Man on the Moon. What do you got? I got a, another old movie. Right Throw on. Mama from the Train. Oh, oh hell yeah. Sucks that's that sucks that that's an old movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is yeah. an old movie, man. <laughs> it is an yeah. old movie. It's a classic. It's got to be now. like, what, 80, 87, I think. 85, yeah, 87? Yeah. Yeah, I would say 87 sounds good. We're going to call it 87. Fuck it. The great. It's law. The great. <laughs> it's in the movie. The great Danny DeVito. The great Danny DeVito. This and was, Billy Crystal. I think this was directed by Danny DeVito, or was it Probably. directed by Rob Reiner? I think. Ooh, I thought it was. Rob Reiner was in the movie. I, I bet he had a long scene. I there. bet he directed it. He Probably. was Billy yeah. Crystal's agent yeah. that was dropping. It would make him. sense then. This is, but it's dark. It definitely seems like it would be up Danny DeVito because Danny DeVito is a director of dark shit himself. I mean, he did Death the Smoochie and War of the Roses were both Danny DeVito movies. Even like Matilda had weird kind yeah. of uh, scenes in it. Yeah, and uh, there's there's episodes of Always Sunny in Philadelphia that are completely out there. We were talking about that yesterday because I guess my uh, brother-in-law is going through and watching them all along with Seinfeld and I was I was like I could totally be on Seinfeld but Always Sunny just went off the rails at some point and it became well, it became like a cartoon. What I liked what what the was first weird two about seasons, the weird about Always Sunny is like the entire group will like get addicted to heroin and then like the next episode they won't even address it. Like it'll be done. Yeah, you have to look at them like uh, individual, like for sure. But it was just—I I always thought they just kind of went over. I like the one when they had—they got the gun for the bar and they each wanted to hold it. I couldn't even—I couldn't even recall a single one. Dan DeVito was brilliant. Yeah, so it was, he was brilliant in Throw Mama from the Train. It was 1988. Okay, Ooh, so close. DeVito directed it. Ah, yep. there you go. And Anne Ramsey was up for Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. That I did not know. That yeah. is interesting, right there. That's crazy. Yeah. This was a fantastic movie. So fantastic us, script. It was basically the, Billy Crystal the story was a of failed writer on a train, though. Billy Crystal's wife stole his book idea, published it herself, became super famous. Yeah. Oprah, Oprah interviewed her. She made the New York Times bestselling list. Um, and Billy Crystal's character is kind of reduced to being a... He teaches writing at a community college. He also has serious writer's block. He has serious writer's the block. night is... Human, <laughs> yeah, human. What is what is? Oh, it? She, she says, says yeah, yeah. That my grandma, my mother does. Like, oh, her voice, dude. Like, <laughs> I, she's like. Apparently, she was like the sweetest woman uh, alive. Too. That's the one from Goonies. She's yeah, like, we only I, serve tongue here. <laughs> I had heard that uh, she invited the all the kids to her house for dinner one night with her and her husband, and they had like this big uh, dinner with them, and they were like super super sweet. Oh, that's so, awesome! I'm yeah. Assuming Goonies, because Goonies. Yeah, <laughs> she might have had Danny and uh, Billy over. Yeah, you maybe. never know. So basically, <laughs> Billy Crystal's character becomes a writer. Yeah, I'm not a writer. I'm a professor, professor teaching yeah. creative writing. Yeah, and uh, Danny DeVito was taking his class, and. Uh, and Danny DeVito's not that bright. No. 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 Yeah. And he's domineered yeah. by his controlling mother. He thought he had a cousin Patty. <laughs> <laughs> but they see they see Billy Crystal melt down and he's like, I hate my wife. I wish I she, wish was, she dead. was dead. Yeah. <laughs> Never say that in a crowd. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
And then, yeah, Danny DeVito, he's trying to teach Danny DeVito classic Hitchcockian kind of ways you of You have writing. to have motive, or you have to stay away from the motive. Or you ha- he was teaching Separate him basically... Separate yourself from the motive. Yeah. You need a good alibi. If you want to have a good like, murder mystery, you have to make it he tells a mystery. Him, go to the movie theaters and watch Strangers, Strangers on, a on a Train. Strangers on a Train, yeah. Which is a great Hitchcock movie, one of my favorites. Chris Cross. Uh, yeah, and that's what it is. <laughs> I only wait till you take a drink. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> asshole, dude. <laughs> so you... He, <laughs> <laughs> so that's when the movie kind of starts. He goes and watches Strangers on a Train, and yep. he assumes that Billy Crystal was kind yeah. of telling him, yeah. hey. Uh, wink, wink. Because the, in Strangers yeah. on a Train, there was these two strangers. One decided to kill one guy's father, and the other guy was going to kill the other guy's wife. And so Danny DeVito's like, oh, shit, I get what you're saying. You already <laughs> told me you hated your wife, so yeah. I'll kill your wife, you kill my mama. And then he, but he doesn't tell Billy Crystal that. He <coughs> no. just thinks this. He calls him after. He calls him after. for Hawaii. And it was a great scene when, well, who was the one that was up for? She was great. What's her name? Uh, Ann Ramsey. Ann Ramsey. She played the wife. No, no, no. no she she was the mom. mom. She played mama. Oh, who was the, the, the one wife? That was the, wife? the woman from Orange's New Kim Black? Kim Greest. She was Beth. Uh, yeah. Okay. She, she was. Uh, she's also. She was from on. Orange. No, no. That's uh, Kate Mulgrove. Oh, okay. Kate Mulgrove she was, was the on ex-wife. the So she was that's on the, the current oh. girlfriend. The yacht or the tra- tra- or ferry. She's the girl from Rima Williams. That's right. She was. And uh, is that a dark comedy? <laughs> if it is, I'm pulling Leonard Part Six out of the <laughs> fucking bag. So she falls off the boat. That is a dark comedy, but I would. Right say. as <laughs> she falls off the boat, right as Danny DeVito's character is getting ready to push her. Yeah. So he kind of feels like he has something to do with it. Strangle, then push. <laughs> and he's such a weird looking dude man my yeah. favorite line is the very one of the very last lines of the movie he's walking towards the ocean in his flip flops mm-hmm. and he's like you ever seen a weeble go yeah. snorkeling <laughs> yeah it's like a weeble with hair yeah but yeah, what about the cousin patty scene that one's great oh, is that your favorite scene I, I think it has to be it, well I mean when either that or when like I think she's sleeping in a chair or something and He's like looking over her, yeah, and she like wakes up and like hits him in the yeah. face. Isn't that the same scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cousin Patty scene's at the breakfast table when yeah, yeah. When that, he said, "Oh, no, yeah, that was earlier." He oh, okay. said, "He said, who's in there with you, Owen?" Yeah, it's your cousin. It's our cousin Patty. You don't have a cousin Patty. You lied to me. Yeah, <laughs> and he hits smacks him with the frying pan. pan. Yeah. Oh, so great! It was one of the best comedic. And what, ever. what was great is so they find out that the wife is missing. So the police go to look for Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal's on the run, comes to Danny DeVito like, what the hell did you do? I didn't mean to tell you that. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, you got to kill my mother. And he's like, well, I'll I got to you, you. hide out. So he wanted to hide out. So he goes. He's but he like, blackmails well, him, too. He says, I'll tell you. Yeah. He's you like, well, his name was on the plane ticket. <laughs> yeah. He had the oh, plane shit, ticket. That's he's right. like, you bought a ticket. Yes, in with my credit God card. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, he's like, oh, let me introduce you to Mama. Maybe she's somebody you want to <laughs> <Yeah>. kill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a great line. <laughs> and then, oh, like, after God. meeting her, he's like, I'm gonna, she's, she's not a she's not a mother she's the terminator yeah, yeah, but it was right. like almost like a I love you to death moment where he could not successfully kill her oh, yeah. he, was just he tried himself. a couple of times yeah. he goes didn't he like fall down the stairs he one tried time? to he tried to, they, they loosened the door so yeah. it would fall and she hung her shawl up <laughs> yeah. and it, and she hung her shawl up and then pounded the door and nothing happened and he went over to it and he like it was a I, whoever the stuntman man was yeah. great because they put these and you got the shot of him going over and toboggan the style yeah. then you had the side shot of him coming down the stairs Bam. boom right over there yeah. Rally. It was funny, man. It was, throw him off a train is definitely on the, the top. The greatest of the 80s part. Movies. I'm going to. So he finally, towards the end, 
they uh, he was his writer's block is gone. He's decided to write about his experiences. Yeah. And yeah. they hadn't he hadn't seen Danny DeVito for a while, and he was Danny DeVito shows up, and he's super happy to see him. You know, stay a while, and he was he had never been nice to him like that before. But he's like, what have you been doing? He's like, oh, I wrote something. He's like, oh, that's great. He's like, yeah, it's getting published. I'm going to New York next week. And he's like, oh, wow, what'd you write about? I, it's called Me, Mama, Me, and Larry. <laughs> he's like, and it's all about the fun times and experiences we had. And it was everything he had been written, but he was writing the darker version of right, it. Yeah. Or the real, the truth, real yeah. truth of it. And Danny Vito... It finds out he had written a pop-up book. Yeah, but before that, but before like, that, he tackles yeah. him. He starts choking. Yeah. He's like, "I'll kill you." He's like, yeah. "He's like, I can't breathe." He's like, "That's because I'm choking you." Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was really funny. It was definitely. There's a lot of Danny DeVito directed stuff where it it fits a specific audience. Like Death the Smoochie, you cannot show to everybody. Yeah, no. It, similar with you War get of the Roses. A gun kid in this industry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> similar with War of the Roses, you can't show that to anyone. But most people, you can show th- uh, throw them out of the train, even though it's a little dark. So yeah, good one. Yeah. All right, this next one, and I just recently acquired this again, and I was so happy uh, to find. I, I admit I did have to buy a bootleg copy. Huh. Uh, I used to own the VHS copy for this can for you the go longest to time. For that. Interpol can't Interpol isn't it buying pirate copies? Come at me, bra. Come at me, bra. Do you know how much time of my life has been wasted? (laughs) Don't admit to crimes you don't have to. (laughs) No, having to read that fucking warning that's on every Interpol warning in like three different languages. Oh my god, dude! And if you get a movie Uh, from China, it's in like fourteen different languages. (laughs) We get it already. I want that time back. I mean, that's that's well. Now they have the commercials. You wouldn't steal a DVD, and they yeah. show someone pulling them off the shelf. Yeah. And they said you wouldn't steal a car, and they show someone steal a yeah. car, and then they cut to that. Don't steal intellectual property. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if they made this sucker available, uh, for you would gladly cheap, pay for it. I would it. gladly pay for it. Yeah. I'm not paying forty five dollars for a uh, copy on eBay of? from some collector of the great 1992 feature, folks, followed by an exclamation point. <laughs> I don't know why they put the exclamation point in there, but. It was always how it's written. Is this Ted Danson? This is uh, uh, Tom Selleck. Oh, okay. Man, this right. was an absolutely the hilarious. Poor man's Ted this, Danson. This fixes on uh, so much comedy, but so much dark stuff uh, at Who the same time. This? So his parents were played by Don Amici and the woman who from The Shining, that uh, the doctor that saw Tony okay. in, the, in the mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Old. You can picture her old. Yeah, yeah. Her and Don Amici were his parents and his uh, sister. I can't remember the woman played her sister, but you've seen her in a lot of 80s movies. This also had Eldon from uh, Murphy Brown in it and he was really funny. <laughs> and uh, What's this? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the other guy. Oh, Eldon's the painter. From oh, that's the right. That's right. He Brown. died uh, yeah, real young, right? Yeah, the guy from Striking Distance. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Uh, Robert Pastorelli. Yep, that's his name. He got it. So, Folks dealt with very kind of full of himself. Tom Selleck. He works on he Wall is Tom Street. Selleck, I mean. he, uh, yeah, he works on <laughs> Magnum PI. He's just yeah. kind of he's not, give Ferrari's he's not as much full of himself as he's in kind of his own little world. And his parents are down in Florida, and he doesn't know shit about what's going on down there. And he's about to go visit them, but right at the same time, right when he leaves, the uh, his kind of Wall Street entire company's been being busted by the FBI and one of his best friends is like an FBI kind of uh, informant so his whole business is falling apart he owned it he goes down south no he was just one of the partners or one of the stockbrokers there so he goes down south to see his parents and they 
they take him to, it was a great scene where they're taking him through it. Looks like one of those trailer parks in like Punagorda or Fort Myers where they're all white and they're all lined up. So he stops at one and he goes in and he's like, dad, and they hug each other and he ends up playing cards with them and the uh, mother enters the uh, room and they were like, who's this? And Tom Selleck realizes he's just kind of unloaded to this total stranger, not realizing that's not even his dad. That's not Don Amici at all. Oh, and shit. He, and he's looking at him. He, he hadn't looks, seen his dad in so long. He hadn't seen his dad in so long. He's looking at him, and he's like, Harry? He's like, who's Harry? And he's like, oh, my God. So he gets up. He's like, is this me? We're not playing cards anymore? Yeah. And then so he gets out, and he goes to the right place, and he sees Don Amici. And you could tell shortly after, and they that was a lot of what would probably not fly What now. number is this? Uh, what's that? What number on the scale is this? It starts off like a straight-up comedy until halfway through the movie, so it's kind of a weird on the scale. Probably it's about a one a five that or goes six. to an eight. No, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it started off for the first twenty minutes as like it's not a dark comedy at all. But so they start. It's hard to make this movie now because they do a lot of making fun of like uh, Alzheimer's and the way that they constantly using it as a tool for Don Amici not remembering what the hell's going on. And there's a great scene that constantly happens with this whole movie. And this whole movie is about his kids. They don't have money. They're they're screwed. Their uh, lives are... He meets his sister, and the sister's a scumbag, too. And so to cut to the chase, <clears throat> these old people, the mother who's getting injured and the father, they're not doing well. So they say, we have an insurance policy, and if we die, you... Uh, guys get like a million dollars so i say you guys kill us oh shit and uh then at that point on boom it's all about (laughs) (laughs) it's all about tom Selleck trying to kill his parents and failing and hurting himself at some point even before he starts and they want to be killed yeah they want to fail that i know right uh at one point he falls outside this building and lands on like this flagpole and then he wakes up in the hospital and you realize he he realized that he uh they took one of his testicles yeah yeah, yeah. Uh and and he's like what you took one of my testicles oh my god you can't just do that uh he says he signed the order and you turn to the right and there's don amici doesn't even know what the fuck he's doing there uh he must have signed the papers and he's like he's like it's just an extra you don't even miss it it's like your two toes and he's like what you took two of my toes Oh my god! And then, uh, Robert Pastorelli. I do keeps, remember this movie. Robert now. Pastorelli keeps calling him one nut <laughs> through the rest oh. of it. But some of the scenes where he's killing the parents, it's so it's played so weird. Like he's enjoying it, and like it's not a big thing. There's a point where he's at a gas station, and he's he's got the gas pump, and he's just pumping it all over the car. <laughs> and they're in the car, the parents <laughs> in the car, and he. Uh, fills up a gas tank and he comes to the window here you go mom put this on your lap <laughs> and then he's like I'll see you guys and then he goes off to the side and uh, lights a match and throws it and then he ducks down and the whole thing blows up and then you just see Don Amici and the uh, mom come up covered in soot saying your dad had to go to the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> so it was done like almost Looney Tunes style yeah. there's a part where his dad used to be uh, a pilot uh, and so they put him in a plane and yeah. they took him off and his dad thinks he's in the war but Tom Selleck accidentally uh, gets on board and and he takes off before he can get off so now they they have to land and he can't do it there's also a great thread that's going through this whole movie where his dad gets off at some point and goes gets in the car and drives to the shoe store that he used to own and he's like ordering people around like he's still the boss hey clean up that mess do this and he's just walking by and the workers are like what the hell's going on they show him walking down and he goes and he opens the floorboard mm-hmm. and he pulls out 
he has a stock for something called McDonnell Douglas, which was, I guess, a really yeah, it's big a aerospace air, engineering uh, company. So he has one of the original stocks for it that uh, apparently is worth like millions of dollars. So they're doing this all to get money, where he has it in his pocket the whole time, and he. He remembers every once in a while, and he goes McDonald's, and they are always saying, "You want you hungry, Pop?" And they bring him McDonald's, so they must bring him to McDonald's like eight or nine times. <laughs> but he's just trying to tell him about the stock, and at the mm-hmm. end, he's like trying to hand it to him, and the sister puts her gum in it and throws it off to the side, oh, and fuck. the dog grabs it, and he's got to grab it from the dog. It's, so, so they get like eventually. This, uh, yeah, well, I'll leave that. <laughs> but this was a, it was a funny ass movie, but it was like I said, it got dark towards the end where he's trying to kill his parents, and it was done in a way where like it's cool, you'll be all right with this yeah, yeah. Focus. hell yeah dude. <laughs> that one sounds like a lot of fun yeah. i wish i had seen that one um so can. this one uh, this one when it came out dude, your house yeah when this one came out man it had to have been a 10 of 10 on the dark, your number one huh yeah of the uh dark comedies here because they didn't even want to show it in theaters at first yeah but it wasn't for it wasn't for that reason. No, it wasn't for that reason. Well, I mean... <laughs> it was definitely... There, there was some dark There was segments. some tension. I... Well, let's Go ahead and say it, and then I got a good story. 2014's The Interview. Um, Maria and I were on vacation mm-hmm. in New York City, mm-hmm. and uh, theaters in New York City decided to play it. Yeah. And, uh, and it released it on Netflix like the same night, too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I remember it watching the news story and wondering, man, I wonder if he would really do some stupid shit, like mm-hmm. take down a U.S. airline or something. If yeah. this nothing came released, out about nothing it. Nothing came out ridiculous. about it, but it was just interesting that we were like in the middle of, you could tell people were worried. And so, that was pretty dark. So that's why uh, I'm putting it at a 10. It's pretty dark. Well, no, the subject matter it's a dark. I think the subject matter would get along. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the, uh, what uh, I'm saying is, is without even seeing the movie, it put that... He's trying to say his dark movie is better than all of us. No, no, really I'm saying it's that, a real dark. Yeah, I'm saying that it See, actually made people like concerned. I think that hurt this movie more than anything, though. That the problem know. with this I think know. it hurt box office well, wise. I'll tell you. So? Yeah, oh, box office. I, I can guarantee what sure. I, uh, what happened. I used to read all the threads, and I was I didn't fall in this camp because I thought it was hilarious. Arguably, I'm I always like uh, those James Franco, Seth Rogen movies. No, I think I they're funny. Like them, they're always pretty funny to me, though. Uh, but the problem with it is it was built up to it where almost everyone who watched it is like, this, this is what people were fucking concerned right. yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it hurt the movie big time. There's uh-huh. ha- Half the people really disliked this movie just uh, because it was so built up. They thought up. it was going to be They thought it was going to be a lot better than it was or a lot more controversial than it was and it was just a goofy-ass little movie. That's what made it so much more ridiculous that they didn't even want it aired. They you know? Blair Witched everybody. Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, dude. It was, it was fun. funny. I thought it was dude. funny. I like, uh, what's his name? I, I like this James was, Franco when he's funny. I want to say that this is the movie is the reason why Sony got hacked. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Sony lost like two hundred million dollars. What hack? And it was because of, so it, we got to they see did. Jennifer Lawrence's boobs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things. A lot of things came out of that. So, <laughs> they, they weren't all bad. <laughs> Not all were bad. Good people, both sides. One of the, one of the best parts of the movie, though, is the very beginning where James Franco is interviewing Eminem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you Eminem, can tell just the idea that he got Eminem to be on this. Movie yeah, oh my that, god, dude! Funny. Like you know, and Eminem in the interview comes out and says that he's gay and that he's been like you know dropping little hints the whole time mm, yeah. and like oh my god, dude, that part is so fucking funny, man. <laughs> like 
And, and so, yeah, it turns out like... You tell me my boy don't pee or poop? Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's my favorite line. Um, and so it turns out that uh, Kim Jong-un is uh, a big fan of yeah. the show. And so Seth Rogen reaches out to like the North Korean Olympic you know, Foundation because he figures that's how they can get in contact. Um, and they actually call him back and set up an interview for James Franco to go to North Korea. An interview. Uh, and Kim interview, Jong. yeah, Kim Jong. It's Un, right? Yeah. It was previous, yeah. Um, and oh my God, dude. Uh, Randall Park. Randall Park is amazing. He Anyways. is so fucking funny. Yeah, if you don't know who Randall Park is. Anything I've seen him in, dude. He's in the... A great sitcom that fresh off the boat. He's the dad in it, and he's been doing that for like six seasons. Now the FBI agent in Ant Man. Oh, he's like, so funny. Hey, in it, man. Are you saying you do want to go to dinner later? <laughs> he, <laughs> was, he gained some weight for this movie too. He got a little thicker to yeah. play uh, Kim Jong Un. Yeah, don't say uh, that on the radio. <laughs> he'll, yeah, right. he'll hack our pod. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. I mean, um, and. Also, uh, Lizzie Kaplan. Oh, Lizzie as, Kaplan's funny as hell. As the honeypot. Yeah. You know, like, oh, that shit. Is, that scene right there is hilarious, too. Uh, you the know? scene with Seth Rogen's, like, outside and uh, what's his name? Uh, Franco's, like, talking to him and telling him he's got to shove that thing up his ass. Oh, my, oh, my God, God, dude. When so the funny. tiger you, comes. You got to shove it up your butt, man. But I don't want to put it up my butt. You got it. <laughs> yeah. You got it, man. <laughs> <laughs> and that thing is huge, dude. It's like the size of this Coke bottle. Like, Does oh he get my. high with Kim Jong-un or they drink together or something? Because there's the part where he's like, sometimes I just like to drink margaritas. He says, if, if, be, if uh, drinking margaritas and, and listening, listening to, to this Katie is gay, Perry. I don't want to be straight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Katy Perry. Yeah. <laughs> no, he starts singing the Katy Perry song. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Those two together were hilarious. Oh, absolutely. James, James, as much as I liked Seth Rogen and James Franco together, yeah. I think Franco and uh, Randall Park were just... Just like stellar, yeah. It, it was it was ridiculous through the whole movie, and I watched it through the whole thing, thinking not disappointed that this was not what uh, I was thinking everyone was concerned about. I was thought it was hilarious that everyone was concerned about this movie because yeah. this movie was just a funny well, ass. Comedy. And I think you know, um, I, I think the big concern, and I mean, I, there's nothing to really spoil here. You know, is that uh, you know they killed. Kim Jong-un at the end and you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean and I think that's what everybody was like yeah. oh fuck they killed him like but you saw that coming I mean like they tell you like you're was, gonna kill him yeah, you know it was funny man um, I thought it was uh, yeah that was genius I thought it was great dude yeah. and I don't like all their movies I did like this is the end which could have easily been on there with those uh, with uh was Seth Rogen in that or was just James Franco I don't know. Seth Rogen, yeah, he was definitely he, he in was that. in this. Yeah, they were too. all okay, in yeah. that. Yeah, and uh, Danny McBride. Danny McBride didn't make it into this movie, did he? No, I don't think he did. He was busy, shame, man. I love Danny McBride. Yeah, his doing, new series, Bound and Down. Well, his new series, The Righteous Gemstones, uh, is going to be absolutely amazing. I I think I told you about it before where he's three generations of uh, uh, okay like shady preachers. Yeah. They, oh yeah, man, yeah, it's going to yeah. be so great in that. John Goodman's the matriarch. Oh yeah. All right, what do you got? Number one. Number one. This is probably, it, this for certain has the most darkness darkness in it, but might almost have the most comedy in it, too. Oh. This is a horror? It's a horror movie. Horror comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I, just, just, I didn't do many horror, straight up horror comedies, which that is a genre dark, in itself. I think but, horror. Yeah. 
Oh, no, for sure. This is definitely. Um, this is uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. <laughs> Hell yeah. This is one of the ones that I, unless you saw it on Netflix, I mean, how could you have seen it? Really? Yeah, I mean, that's how I think everyone saw this movie. I think it's still on Netflix uh, to watch. I hope it or is. One of the, I don't think it, it never went to the theater as far as I know. I hmm. think it did go to the really? theater, but it for just. For an hour it, and a half. Yeah, yeah it's like one showing only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it just bombed. I, I don't know. know. From horror, horror fans love this movie. This is very well. I can't imagine it bombed. Community. I, I just, well, unless you're not into that. If you're not into horror comedies, then you would definitely not be into it. Because it, it did mix a blend of really great horror effects with some of the best funny-ass mistaking identity. We got your friend! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right up with that. What was your first I put movie? Alan Tunic in it because I, I kind of screwed him on Death at a Funeral. So Yeah, the, no, what was the, uh, the case of mistaking identity one we were talking about earlier? Uh, throw Mama from the train. No, no, Man with One Red Shoe. Man with One Red oh, Shoe. Yeah. yeah, this is totally that type of these people misinterpreted something and they think these guys are somebody they're not. Yeah. <laughs> Kids are coming out here and killing themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you got the great uh, Alan Tudyk and uh, uh, Tyler Labine, uh, yeah. and they're both super fucking funny together. Yeah, man. they really I, are. I mean, I love those guys and everything they've done. They just are the perfect people to cast in this movie. And I think after they cast them in this movie, it half the job was done because they just let them be funny. I mean, the yeah. special effects. The special effects were insane. Movie. So what are some of the uh, the death scenes? The I don't... chipper, the wood chipper, when the kid dove headfirst into yeah. the wood oh, chipper. Yeah. That's where he's... Well, that's where hearing Alan Tudyk scream yeah. is like <laughs> some of the funniest stuff. But me. then there was one when Dale was laying in the in the, in the the pit that they had dug. Mm-hmm. Which one's Dale? The, uh, the heavier one? set one? Yeah. yeah. And the kid tripped... Remember, he fell on the stick that he was going to stab him with. Yeah, and he and he like slowly like yeah. went through his body and like it's like coming. Uh, yeah. over oh. God, I have to rewatch this. I've seen it like once or twice. Yeah. It has so great. Funny, ch- he, had, he had the chainsaw and he was he was getting stung by bees, so he's running yeah. around with the chainsaw above his head, and the one kid thinks he's trying to chase him, yeah. and he gets. He gets impaled on one of those, on like, like an, a, a broken tree. No, it was like one of those, uh, like a tree root that had come up. Yeah, and it, but it had a big point. Oh god, dude. it's a really yeah. great trailer for this movie. Where it, it ruins there, a lot. Does but it? It's like it's so uh, tells that. But whole then one movie. of the college kids flips out and it's like, "We're not calling the cops. We're doing this ourselves." Like, yeah. yeah. Oh man, <laughs> so great, dude. Yeah, right from that point, like you said, we got your friends. Yeah. <laughs> that point on, man, it was just this, and I, I love that. They not only was it a mistaken identity on one side, it was on the other one too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They thought these kids came here to commit suicide right. for some reason. <laughs> oh, the cop got it with the beam that fell down from the ceiling and put the oh, nails the nail through. right oh, to yeah. his head. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, they really did some they great did some elements great here, man. Elements. So, I this is probably <laughs> the best horror comedy to come out since Shaun of the Dead or Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, Cabin in the Woods. It's comedy. Yeah, I, I would have. <laughs> he felt that I was going to argue that. I would have put that on here. We, I think we that's talked hard. about it. Yeah, you know. we could, that could have been a. Uh, that's definitely a horror comedy, but I think that one's more horror than uh, when they're going on the elevator. That's straight up fucking horror, man. Mm. When they're doing that oh, on yeah, the elevator, yeah, yeah. at some point it just becomes straight up horror. But the one when he's he's sitting on the ground and he, what was it the where the one. Oh yeah, the uh, the mer yeah the merman merman. Yeah. He's like Wilford Brimley, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he was uh, not Wilford Brimley. <laughs> well, the Bradley Whitford. Well, Bradley Whitford. See, I did that just flip flop that. Shit. <laughs> Bradley Whitford Wilford was Brimley, in Bradley the. Uh, he played the shady uh, lawyer who was dealing uh, that was helping uh, 
launder money in that Destroyer movie with Nicole oh, Kidman. And Nicole Kidman has to pistol whip him at some point. Oh, man, it's so great. He's Damn. he's just shows up everywhere randomly. It's he really plays fun. Scumbag pretty he's, good. He's really good at it. But he also plays he kind plays of a likable character. In, also. Yeah, in uh, the I mean, you think TV show. Get Out. Uh, and yeah, you saw him in what West, was Wing. It? Uh, West Wing. Yeah. yeah, he's been acting for ever man people forget about that all right this next movie here and this is the movie i was talking about when i think when i think horror comedies this one always comes to my mind because it was just so unbelievably funny but unbelievably like ridiculous and had tons of deaths in it and this was 1994's serial mom Mom. Arguably John Waters' best flick, man. Uh, Kathleen, uh, uh, Kathleen Turner, Turner, Matthew yeah. Lillard, oh, Ricky yeah, Lake, uh, <laughs> Sam Waterston yeah. is the uh, the husband. And from the get go, I love how the movie starts. Most John Waters kind of require a certain type of audience, and uh, this certainly does too, but not as much as his other ones. He has some gross up moments in his other movie, and there's none of that in this. It's very palatable. Uh, and so you've got Kathleen Turner who on the surface is like this perfect soccer mom. mom. Yeah. Just this perfect soccer mom. She kind of dresses like uh, like Leave it to Beaver's mom. But the kids, uh, Ricky Lake, who's in like almost all John Waters movies, and people forget how great of an actress she is back in the day. And Matthew Lillard, who was just starting, I think this was his first movie, because I heard a scene that uh, Kathleen Turner memorizes everyone's lines in the movie. Whatever movie she's on, she memorizes. Oh, well. She knows everybody's lines. everyone's lines, and she memorized them. And then uh, Matthew Lillard's like, "Holy crap! You memorized everyone's lines." He's, he, she's like, "Yep." Yeah. <laughs> so, I so that get was your lines right, or get I'm going to tell right. you what to say. Yeah, right? <laughs> at least you'll know me. You got my back. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but you kind of realize just from the get go how kind of crazy, insane she is. Where you don't find out until later on, but it's because somebody, and it's always because of something so simple and mild that no one in the world would ever get upset about. Mm -hmm. Like someone cut her off and stole her spot at wearing, the mall. Wearing white shoes after yeah, Labor that, Day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, that's punishable in one of my some countries. One of my favorite ones was uh, someone didn't rewind the video. Oh, yeah. Of the videotape at her son's video store, and she goes off. But it's kind of almost like every single person in the world thinks about murdering that other person in that moment in their head. Yeah. And she just acts Does. Like yeah. yeah. So <laughs> and it's, it's like nonchalant. She'll slip out of the house. She'll mm -hmm. murder someone. She'll come back. And it's it hasn't been going on forever. It started with the obscene phone calls, which we hear at the very beginning of the movie, That's where right. she calls one woman up and she's screaming pussy at her and yeah. everything. And she's uh, she hangs up and then uh, she calls back as the, uh, the phone company. Uh, and then starts screaming pussy at her again. <laughs> like, what the hell is up with Kathleen Turner here? And she hangs up and she gets so much joy out of it, she can't stop laughing. Uh -huh. And uh, she's joking with the garbage men about uh, one of the other women in the town was one of the maids from Different Strokes. The kind of, not the old, old maid, but kind of the thicker one with the curly mm -hmm. hair. She was one of the moms from uh, from Serial Mom. And she watched her not recycling, so she knew she was going to kill her <laughs> at some point. But at, at some point, it just became all out, like, killing people. She would go to their house. She would slash their throats. She would do different stuff. She went and talked to the guidance counselor about her son and... Uh, said your son's like into this heavy metal and everything i think you need to talk to him and get him in therapy and she flips out on him and in the parking lot just runs him over and then backs up and runs over him again like splatters <laughs> his head all over the place and this goes home and makes chicken yeah. uh, and everything and it's just so funny that at some point it becomes 
like natural born killers where the whole town finds out about her. You're a serial mom. Yeah. And they're going around and they love serial mom. Yeah. And who are you going to kill next? And yeah. uh, this and that. And it was a very <laughs> funny look at like serial killers and how people get obsessed with them. But it was all mixed into this really, really funny thing where it goes down to her on trial. And that's where. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. The, her lawyer's giving like the opening statement and she writes something furious down and she's trying to get his attention over there. And so it interrupts his opening statement and goes over there and it says, like you said, drawer number eight is wearing white shoes after Labor Day. Yeah. <laughs> and even yeah. after she gets off, she gets off and in, in the hallway, she beats the girl with the uh, uh, with the white shoes with the telephone yeah. and kills her. Right. And I'm like, my God, this is so crazy yeah. wild, man. And it's something you never, ever saw Kathleen Turner do, too. Yeah. And I loved Kathleen Turner. Uh, she doesn't do much anymore. Remember, she was great in that Virgin Suicides as the mom. And, uh, She's probably having enjoyment in retirement. Yeah. And she definitely, well, you, we got to see her start her, that dark comedy with uh, one we didn't have on this list was War, the War of the Roses, Roses man, yeah. which yeah. was one of those ones that you just can't believe. It's just these two people openly trying to kill the, kill each other. Yeah. And, we're just watching. and I loved that movie. It's just the only thing I can even remember about it is them falling from the second floor. With the chandelier? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's the end of the movie. Yeah. That's yeah. the last shot. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. That was <laughs> <a> holding <laughs> hands, remember? And he... She pulls his, her hand away at the last moment. When he, shows, when he shows up drunk at the party and just pisses in the punch bowl yeah, around yeah. everyone is one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. And then, like, doesn't he take the salmon and, like, stuff it in his pants or something no, like that? No, that's... Uh, yeah, but... Trading, they, that's trading they, places. They do a similar thing with salmon. I guess it's not stuffing in his pants. Yeah. <laughs> trading places, dark comedy. Yeah. <laughs> it's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> so, yeah, that's dark comedy, man. It's really fun. I love these two kind of genres that blend very, very well together, you know? Who would think? Serial killers and comedy. Right. <laughs> There'll be a whole new... Every year, so many more dark comedies come out, too, man. I, it'll be fun seeing them. I'm waiting, still waiting for the next Edgar Wright kind of uh, the movie with what is uh, he the Shaun of the Dead guys. On? I don't know. He did Baby Driver, and then after that, I don't Baby know Driver what he's working on. Big movie. I, yeah, I never saw it. Uh, I never saw it either. It was around the same time that Kevin Spacey shit was happening. And I was like, yeah, I don't need yeah. to go watch him. He got exonerated. Right yeah, yeah, for one yeah, thing. So, so for like figured. one of the ten things. Yeah, I'm like, did. dude, you got enough money. Yeah. He, uh, his um, career's over. No one's Oh, yeah. It. No. It's not like Mel Gibson, who are people are like on the fence of, and they'll still give him work. <laughs> Kevin Spacey's not getting work. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> on a brighter note, we're taking an official Fascinated with Films field trip tomorrow. Ooh, this is true. This yeah, is true. It's good you mentioned this. First one. Yeah, this is first one. All full. three of us. Me and Justin go to a lot of movies together, but uh, they don't invite me. They tell me after. Oh, we were going to call you, but uh, yeah, they're superhero. Oh, movies. We, yeah, a lot of movies we know you're not going to watch. But this movie, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, man, it's going to be epic. Dude, we're going to see some wait. shit we've never be seen good. before. It's going to be great. I I already know it's. You can almost guarantee it's not going to be the movie you think want it's it going to be. be. Yeah, or think uh, it's going to be. No, I don't think. I would never say want it to be. Think, think it's, it's going to be. be because yeah. every you don't time know, I, we, you don't have no idea what he's going to choose. Oh, yeah. Every time I go see a Quentin Tarantino movie, it's it's not what you think because he keeps everything kind of low key yeah. on it. And from what I hear, though, and there's two things that I've heard. I've, I've avoided all the trailers, other than like that first trailer. Yeah, no, I, I don't know shit about it. Me neither. But uh, people are saying it's the most like. Um, Pulp Fiction, where it's fractured timeline and mm-hmm. everyone is interconnected and then it all comes together at some point. Yeah. And uh, the other bit of news I heard about Quentin is Quentin doesn't do sequels at all, but he is. He just last week is talking to Uma Thurman about doing Kill Bill Three. Yeah. He said he's toying with it. He's toying with it. Yeah. Well, he's still but got they, his Star, but War, they, he Star said, Trek movie coming out. What they out, said so. is that it's going to be his final film. 
No, that's that's. Not I mean, that's what I heard. I, he had a, a rumor a, little, a while back that he was going to do ten and then quit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Would that make ten? I don't, I don't know if that would make. Yeah, this is his ninth. Because they're, they're arguing that this is his ninth film. He won't. Yeah. He'll come back. He enjoys it too much. But you, and you'll hype yourself up if, you, if, he's yeah. if you want to take a two-year break. Yeah, everybody well, does well, that. Well, I can tell Anthony you right Hopkins now. has retired from They've already, uh, acting yeah, seven true. times. Probably Who is the it? most uh, of anybody. <laughs> yeah. I just remember, and this has nothing to do with anything, but the, the line in the Aerosmith song when I, <laughs> in 1972, and he's like, I look in the mirror, see lines on my face in the mirror. <laughs> like 45 years before they... They still play. Yeah, the Rolling exactly. Stones still play. They yeah. play the few who have also retired ten thousand. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah that's musically you know, wise, the ninety-one yeah, Steel Wheels tour was supposed <laughs> to be their last tour. Yeah, <laughs> they're still kicking it. Yep. Well, Quentin's got. If he's talking Kill Bill three, he's already slated for the next Star Trek movie. All right, so that's, that, 11. that's eleven right there. Yeah. So I don't know what the hell they're talking. He's about. a lion. That's well, a lion meter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dave from a random police academy. <laughs> 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 Everybody, <laughs> which yummy, is going to happen? Yummy, yummy, uh, yummy, 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 yummy. Ha- <laughs> There's another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to school now, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna. We Excuse definitely me. are going to have a. <laughs> Freeze, dirtbag! <laughs> You're gonna get a nice little desk for your nice little boys. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was number two, one of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> All right, I could quote Police Academy films. I figured we line. needed to laugh our way out. There you go. <laughs> it's comedy. We are even talking comedy, <laughs> man. Uh, but yeah, we will. After 100, we've got a whole another ones because next week we're gonna do uh, Tim Burton, which has so many great, fantastic films under his belt. Talk about weird filmmaker that kind of does his own thing and has a complete style. Where back in the 80s, maybe not as much now, but back in the 80s, you just saw like an image or a, a kind of a 30 second clip from something you would be able to say, oh, it's Tim Burton. You know, not many people you can just see it immediately know. What the direct, who the director or the writer is, yeah. and he definitely has a style, man. But uh, none of his later flicks have been great too, and now he's rooming for Beetlejuice too. It's got to happen, man. I would be excited. I, I hope he's so. not afraid of. I mean, Michael Keaton's going to look exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it'll be interesting what they do. I I hope they just work him in. Don't bring Gina Davis. No, or don't Alan bring Baldwin anybody back. back. Nope. Just he could he could be worked into anywhere like that. So it'll be great. <laughs> He got exercise and he had to move to L.A. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about that. We'll talk more about that next week when we do Tim Burton. Left because his we... wallet in El Segundo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll continue Hippity the, hop. Hop. <laughs> the Tim Burton uh, discussion. And then after that, we got episode 100. We're going to do a lot of cool, fun stuff. It'll be part of our wild card series. We got series guest stars too. coming? Uh, you never know. You never know. I might work somebody in on there. So many guests <laughs> on the list, dude. Can you do, like, voices to pretend they're guests? <laughs> <laughs> like, Adrian Cronauer. They'll be cool cool stuff happening but uh yeah it'll be part of our wild card list i already picked my five random ass movies that probably wouldn't fit in any other category and it's going to be really cool so you guys could be thinking about what your uh five flicks will be but then after that we've got a lot of we got a be uh, anything anything we've talked about before any anything well adds value to the pod for what my wild card your wild card Uh well try to pick something we haven't talked about Getting lower, or getting close to the end of that list, <laughs> pretty quick. <laughs> no, man, you, I, I guarantee there's a thousand movies. Only because this. you have that repertoire. Yeah. I mean, you can't imagine. We can, we can like, play. well, they've at least seen ten percent of the movies I've seen. That's still a ton. <laughs> I own thirteen hundred movies. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I have, yeah. I've talked about thirteen hundred movies. I mean, and there's another. Thousand I don't want to break I it to you, have. but you carry this pot. No, sometimes. No, no, no. sometimes. Well, we're we're sometimes. close to fifteen hundred. If we're getting to a hundred episodes and we do fifteen, we used to do twenty. Did so, we used to do twenty? We never yeah. did twenty. Wait, yeah. for what? What did you say? Didn't we used to do twenty movies? When we oh yeah, no, no, we, no. we did when we had a guest. No. Yeah, 
in the oh, end. if we had a fourth person, it would yeah. end well, that. And there was the quickly. there was the two part uh, mafioso pods. Those were like those 20. are different. Yeah, that's uh, well, that you was know? like two fifteens though. So I'd say we're probably close to fifteen hundred movies if we're getting. You know, if we're getting to 100... We're getting close. Uh, <laughs> I'll carry you across the, the finish line. The well, <laughs> yeah, the well does not runneth forever. <laughs> it runs for a good time. Yeah. I'm getting more forgetful because I'm having to remember more work stuff, so I could probably just start over again. And we <laughs> just start dumping stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who's this Gary character? <laughs> who's this Sammy character? <laughs> you forgot the name of your cat? What? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, check us out on Facebook or uh, you can send us an email at films at gmail.com. Give us a like or a listen on iTunes or SoundCloud. And yeah, next week, episode 99. So see you then. See ya. Peace. Bye. Come back here so that I may brain thee.